Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Blog Talk Radio. I don't need you with a bad leg doing a break. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Hey, I'm here with Iron Mike Tyson. What did you think of the Royal Rumble match? What do you think of Stone Cold? And this man, Cold Stone is my man. He won. Gallows, Anderson, nerves. Yeah, we are driving. What's next for the Battle Club? Um. Well, I think Prince Devitt, or, uh, <laughs> world domination. There you go. I think Finn Balor's going to win the Elimination Chamber for one day. Mark Henry going right to Ahmed Johnson. And Mark Henry is handling the big Johnson with those clubbing tree-like arms. McMahon, i got a question for you. What's that? What's the name for the two bomb angels? Uh, unfortunately, I... I can't speak Japanese all that well. I mean, I might want a date later tonight, and I might want to approach one of these girls. What do I call them, a bomb angel? No, let's call the one in the ring pink and the one out on the apron. Let's call her red, I guess. Oh, that's real clever. Well, what else are you going to do? Pink in the ring, the pink angel. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldogs have got a history in Royal Rumbles, and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Three, four weeks in a row on SmackDown. The Bludgeon Brothers or the Usos would wrestle, and then they would cross paths with the next team would wrestle in the following match. Yeah. And now the Usos are wrestling the New Day. Did they forget? Like, once again, who doesn't read this stuff? That's, oh. Oh, man. I'm so mad. And Alex Mello. You know, we're doing a last man standing match, a garage or uh, garbage can match, or, you know, <laughs> ambulance in a pole match. You know, like... Can you escape death match? Like, are we even going to even get that showdown where Braun finally goes over? I think that's a bigger passing of the torch. Instead of Brock and Roman, it should be Brock and Strowman. Yeah, WrestleCast, episode 66. We are having some fun because, my God, we got a... a Industry-changing performance, I felt, last night. 
uh, in that tag team match. And, and I say that openly right off the bat where I'm watching this and I'm like, man, this is about a four-star match. They just, they've just a couple too many times for me. And then they went another 20 minutes and I just told a totally different story. And uh, <laughs> wow. Tremendous. Uh, top to bottom, show pretty fun. It was an easy watch. I think people yeah. are going to be really surprised at how I went about the U.S. title match, so we'll talk about that later. I want to get Alex's hmm. thoughts. Um, we, we'll definitely break down just how much does Jim Ross ruin these New Japan <laughs> shows. Because I... This he he was on he was on the juice man he was I mean I don't know I don't know how much yak he had before he got out there <laughs> it was it was just horrendous and, and in part it was I mean it was almost worse than last year last year he was clearly drunk this year he just I I don't know so we'll talk about that we we'll get his I, I want to get one money now so I mean he was probably enjoying a nice small batch. Uh, obviously, we'll be no. talking Strong Style involved. Also, Sakura Genesis is this Saturday. We'll be talking the fallout from last Wednesday's New Japan Cup final, where we saw a new number of contenders. Will Tanahashi be number four? We'll find out. <laughs> well, we, we, we thought we were going to be right, but uh, yeah, new, new sheriff in town, and uh, I guess his name is Jack Sabre Jr., uh, according Ooh. to Jim Ross. <laughs> or Will <or>, uh, Ospreay. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, that's that's wrong too. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, I put the sound there. Somebody, somebody mentioned I sound a little muffled. For some reason, my connection does not agree with anything I'm trying to do today. So oh, we're just we're gonna try to make it work the best we can. I'm, I'm apologizing ahead of time. I'm trying to fix some things here. I don't even know if it's working. Anyway, uh, also, All Japan Pro Wrestling started a new streaming service. They had their giant uh, Saitama Super Arena show. I enjoyed the main event tremendously. The semi-main event was really good. Um, Alex, did you get a chance to peek at any of the shows? Unfortunately, I did not, but I cannot wait to hear the analysis. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys will get a, a second uh, point of view next week's show, or maybe I'll do a little write up on WrestleCast Radio's Facebook page. Hey, that's hey, that's radio. That's beautiful because because that's called bonus content, ladies and gentlemen. That Alex is going to give yeah. you of that. Uh, great show though. Awesome main events between Joe Doring defending his Triple Crown Championship that he defeated Suama for a few months ago, a couple months ago. Uh, against Kento Miyahara, and my goodness, they told a great story. So a lot of great wrestling coming out of Japan this weekend. We'll have, obviously, Ross Smackdown to close out the show. The big news, Daniel Bryan was cleared, returned to the ring. I can't wait to talk as well with this topic with you, Alex, because I'm wondering if I'm going to have a different take than you or if we'll be the same as always. And what your general sense of, of the whole situation is going to be going off of how I feel about this, regardless of the situation, it was tremendous seeing Daniel Bryan back in a yes. ring. Um, I'm just I, happy I we're going to get a d Ty dillinger matchup, hopefully. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. Ten man, the season vet. He, he, he will protect Daniel Bryan. Yes, that's true. 
So we'll get on SmackDown. I kind of went up a couple weeks away from WrestleMania here as well. But obviously, we got we got to hit you with the first break, get it out of the way because we got a couple of them. We always want to get that first one of the way because we talk too damn much as it is. We got some news and rumors. Not a ton on my end. What do we got? Three, four. I got about five topics I want to discuss. We'll see what Alex has. Uh, if I missed anything as well from the week, but first. We got to get you that FML Solutions. We got to oh, get yes. you your disc. And Alex is going to tell you everything you need to know to succeed this deer season. And you're going to hear about it right now. We'll be right back. WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit fmlsolutionsinc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you, that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com mail letters, ship packages, all the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about 
Boba. No. But if you actually wanted Boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> I made an audible. Does this did this do anything to it? Alex has left me. It certainly did. As oh as yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, was, I was getting my my alpha on my Gordon Shumway, if you will. I, I believe that my headset, which is also doubles as my Xbox Live microphone, uh, you can oh. catch me mixer.com slash, uh, forward slash niw legend for all the great streams and watching me sleep on the air. Um, Count, was, and, uh, and we should make a game out of this. Uh, all our listeners and fans, uh, Strong Style Media, Russell Cash Radio, what have you. If you go on Mixer, we, we should have a weekly over under how many times Ryan dies while sleeping uh, due to his breathing <laughs> issues. Uh, this week, we'll do over <laughs> under seven. By the way, I uh, I slept through the entire third period as a goalie against the Penguins. And I only allowed one goal. I had like nine saves without moving. <laughs> Malkin. You couldn't even score, <laughs> man. I had the, uh, the, the microphone was attached to my headset, so I was talking through two microphones. <laughs> so, maybe, so if it sounds better now, I think it's because I fixed it. So, well, uh, sh- shout out to my technology getting this. Minus five stars. Um, Not a whole ton to discuss for news and rumors. One thing I really wanted to dive into right off the bat here, Alex, was I've been saying for weeks now that Ronda Rousey is the biggest draw in the WWE, whether people are happy about it or not. But box office numbers literally live up to that exact number. Uh, Ratings, you know, ratings when she showed up on Raw were up, Mm -hmm. ESPN, CBS. There's talk now that Asuka may stay undefeated until WrestleMania 35, where they may headline a women's title match between Asuka and Rousey. What do you think about that main eventing next year's WrestleMania? I was looking forward to more of the asuka Kyrie Sane main eventing WrestleMania <laughs> match. A little bit more, but yes, that, will, that could do sales of Attitude Era-esque type numbers i i would say i mean obviously streaming on the network is a little bit different but i think even the people that don't uh are idiots i should say to a not do the free month uh subscription <laughs> or even pay ten dollars instead of paying seventy dollars hd on cable services um it, it would do huge box office numbers you are a hundred and ten percent right book it i think this makes sense i don't think you have oscar lose at this year's wrestlemania um, because I think Charlotte will come up ahead regardless uh, if she does take the L. Um, this, to me, that match, in my opinion, should almost main event, if not co-main event, this year's WrestleMania regardless. But that's there, uh, my more, more videos have come out of Rousey training. Um, 
when she's not smiling and pointing, she looks <laughs> proficient with facials. She we've seen we've seen glimpses hey, of her character. I was told, I was told this past Monday. Uh, when they had that promo with her and Kurt Angle uh, before the Ultimate Deletion match, I looked over and I said, that's what I've been needing to see for the last month and a half. I was like, that right there sold me for WrestleMania was that little, you know, five-minute video package. She supposedly, impressive. Uh, supposedly, Angle and Triple H have been, like, working out together daily. Like, they're really getting Angle ready for this. Um yes. Maybe this match will not disappoint as much. Uh, I will say that that from what I've seen with her in the ring, obviously she's green. Obviously it's going to have to be slow and steady. But, I mean, I've seen Maria, Maria Menounos wrestle at a WrestleMania. Snooki wrestled at a WrestleMania. She looks a lot yeah. better than they did. Um, well, yeah. I don't know how excited I am about the, the talk of doing a one-on-one with Rousey and Stephanie at SummerSlam. I understand it sells tickets, but I want to see her start working real people. Did you watch the uh, post-Raw video that they posted on YouTube where she <laughs> came out on Monday, cuts a promo, and Dana Brooke comes out and gets in her face? Yes. yes uh, she did. hits reverse pump handle suplex thing that I've never seen before, and it looked kind of mm. cool. Uh, she threw Dana Brooke about nine feet out of the ring almost. I mean, I thought she was going to a lot better than the Samoan drop, that's for sure. Yes. So, yeah, I maybe. mean, it, it, it was cool. I mean, uh, you know, again, it didn't do anything. The, the video package, for some reason, did a little bit more uh, yes. for me because, again, exuded that character that you've been stressing since, you know, the rumors have begun. Um, even post smile points gates, if you will. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully, she'll be on a round tonight. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or if they're going to wait until next week. But I'm assuming they got to get, they got to get that that storyline a little bit more revved up with two weeks uh, to go. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Look, you know, I do you think it'll main event next year if you keep Oscar strong, which duh, you have to. Um, and, Oscar, and Rousey, obviously. Yeah, if Oscar stays undefeated and Rousey, because here's the thing, like like I said last week, AJ Styles put it perfectly. If she if she works as hard as everybody, look, we we all know how hard she worked at MMA. We all know how I mean she broke barriers in that getting. She's a gold know, medalist. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean you know she she's won medals in judo. She literally made women's MMA the biggest thing in UFC half the time. Now, you know, people watch Joanna Jerzejczyk and Cyborg more than half of the men. Uh, you know, so with that happening and, you know, now she comes in, if she works that hard and hones her craft and really figures it out, she could be the equivalent to Kurt Angle. I mean, AJ's not wrong. When you have a natural athlete who already knows it, and mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like they're teaching, you know, a a ex football player how to learn how. They're teaching somebody who's used to grappling and headlocks and judo rolls and 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 already doing submissions. So she she's got a leg up. It's just a matter of you know how well do they do it. And the only mm-hmm. thing that scares me is, unlike Baszler, she's not going to be able to hone her craft working other you know, other countries in different styles. She's going to get that one style training. And that's the only make or break that I think could set this back, Alex. 
And I, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this, you know, uh, a few shows back. Check the archives on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Anywho, um, <laughs> uh, my thing is, is do you make her an every month pay-per-view wrestler? Do you make her an attraction? Not Don't go crazy like Brock Lesnar, but yeah, maybe you do every other show, you know, and, and just kind of grasp her character, if you will, you know, on the TV. Or even, you know, not run her every week either. I, I think if if they really want the fans to accept, obviously, you know, there's the people who crap on it, but for the most part, for somebody from the outside coming into this world, she's gotten a good response, um, yes. which is a lot of times you don't get a good response. So she's, she, and I think she's earned the respect of people from her past accolades that people are like, okay, she legit signed a contract to be an everyday person. I'll, I'll get behind her until I don't have a reason to. I, I know we we talk about protecting people with less appearances because it makes it more magical. Whereas, you know, seeing wrestler seeing Okada twice a month is three times a month is way better than seeing them seven times a month. You know, so like I I agree with that, but I think for the sake of if you want these people to fully get behind this entire journey. I think after she's done with Stephanie, I think you got to start her from the ground up and have her work, yeah. work lower to upper mid, you know, start the lower mid card and, you know, get her in a program with Alicia Fox, as crazy as that sounds. No, I was about a... to say, but do you think it's a disadvantage that WrestleMania is her starting point and that she's not building up to something a little bit big? No, because she's the hype is there. And the fact that they literally, it's its talked about that this whole match for her will be scripted. Like, this will be move for mm-hmm. move scripted for her. So she's going to be very protected in this, especially with the fact of Angle and Trips in there. But I think by putting her against lesser opponents, and I hope this is a glimpse of what, what I'm asking for right now by the fact she did do the thing with Dana Brooke and last Dana week. Brooke. Yep. In a call her out again this week, maybe they touch again. If if you if you were to tell me at Backlash or whatever whatever the, the first pay-per-view is after Mania that she's gonna wrestle Dana Brooke, that'll be the first time I'd be excited to watch a Dana Brooke match. Because now we really we get to see Rousey have to learn with lesser talent and if she's as good as she should be, it's only gonna make her better. I mean, look at Kurt Angle came in and worked, you know, lower card guys to start until he got into the Taz thing. And by working so many people that he was probably better than the minute he stepped in and had to carry to a good match. Look how fast it, he, got, he got good and then got into programs with Benoit and Jericho. And the rest was history. So let her, let her take these lesser known entities and... Mm-hmm. You know, if she were to get a two-star match out of Dana Brooke, I would give it a standing ovation. <laughs> Seriously, for somebody who's that brand new, yeah. that green, and able to do something with it, I'd be like, look, you, you got all my respect, Hot Roddy, or uh, Hot Rowdy, whatever her gimmick nickname is. Rousey? Hot, wait, no, that's even worse. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I 100% agree, because, you know, I, I, you know I, I think you do something where, you know, it's 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 early summer. It's not, you know, you know, you, a few months, what, five months until SummerSlam. So, I mean, due to that fact, yeah, you, you got to have her hone her craft, get her ring timing down, you know, all that stuff to lead into that eventual, 
you know, if it's one-on-one with Steph or, you know, it's just Raw has su- such good talent. It's like you have your Dana Brooks, your Alicia Foxes. Is she even back yet since her Rumble injury? I mean, but okay. then you you have your, your you know, your Absolution girls. But, I mean, Sonya Deville is, is pretty darn good, you know. So, I mean, that right there is an awesome match down the line. But, yeah, I, I just think, you know, Dana Brooke after that, you know, it's just what what's that juxtaposition after that instead of going to that main big match in August. I, you and know, that's just the only thing. Here's two here's two quick things I got, uh, and then I'm, then I'm done. You can close up the the Rousey talk. Um, get her, not even Alicia Fox or Dana Brooke. Then put her on the house show loop, um, and have her have Mickey James put her over every night. Okay. That wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And she'd be working with somebody who's proficient. And I use yeah. that as an example. You bring up Mandy Rose and Sony Deville, which is a great example. Because when they came up, I was like, okay, I, I, Sony Deville's kind of caught my eye on NXT. Mandy Rose, I, I mean, she could stand there and just look hot, and that'll be the that's all I ask of her is just you're you're, you're fine, <laughs> don't wrestle. And I kind of changed my thoughts on it. And look at who they're working. They're working Sasha and Bailey every day. Yep. And what are they doing? They're getting better because they're not, they're not doing drills, you know, five years into their career still. They're out there working, and they're working with two people who want to have the best match every night. Mm-hmm. So just do the same with her, you know? Put her on the house show loop. Throw her third match in against Mickey James. Give him seven minutes every night and have her go over. Agreed. I mean, even when we saw that house, uh, house show match before TLC last year, with Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, you could totally tell that Alexa Bliss was 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 listening to Mickey James, and, you know, and, and things to do in in home for timing of the match and everything. Since we basically <laughs> saw it that following night, so yes, I agree. Get her in there with someone, you know. Again, Alicia Fox, that makes sense, but I think that would have been more of the feud, you know, when she first came in. If if like say yeah. she came in, you know, after Mania per se. You know, because who are you to get this spot? You know, but I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting where it goes. I, I like the Dana Brooke thing, um, not as much as I like the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. thing, but we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> um, you know, let's jump to this then. You mentioned, you know, something for After Mania. Uh, Post-NXT rumored call-ups have kind of been leaked. Sanity, Authors of Pain, the iconic duo, Roderick Strong, Andrade Cien Almas and No Way Jose Whoa. are the Obviously we've we've talked that Almas is a star. It just took yeah. him a while to get him in a spot where he can exude he's not a baby face and they figured it out and you know the rest is history. He's he's the originator of Los and Nobles. That's not a baby face who dances whatsoever. Um, so, you know, we, the, the consensus with us has always been that Black's probably beating him a takeover and he, he moves up. Uh, Roderick Strong is a guy who I think could, could succeed anywhere. We've, we've talked about Iconic Duel getting brought up. We kind of knew that was a foregone conclusion. Same with Authors, authors of Pain. The ones that I want to ask about, Sanity as a whole with all four of them, and No Way Jose. Do those gimmicks get over... Do people care, Wait, or are they just does that get lost really for... include Nikki Cross as well? It's a, Eric Young, and Alexander Wolf, and Nikki Cross. I'm so excited for that. You have no idea. <laughs> this, I, I, 
I think they're suited better on SmackDown, uh, but Nikki Cross in that Raw Women's Division would be insane. Yeah. Her, but but I wouldn't mind seeing her and Becky Lynch uh, Tuesday nights either. So wherever either all four of them go, Killian Dane finally on the main stage demo. You know maybe he goes for a secondary title uh, while you got <laughs> Young and um, what's up? He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that right there. So. Whatever they, they land, I think they, they will succeed, but I think SmackDown I would just to make a tad bit more sense. Uh, plus, you know, you add a good tag team to, you know, break up the monotony that is New Day and Usos. You know what gets me excited is to see a Killian Dane versus Luke Harper match. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> My God, would that be tight. Um, what about No Way Jose? I mean, what oh, is... Uh... He's not a bad worker. He's good. Is it going to relate? Like, Ty Dillinger was over for about 15 minutes, and now it's, hey, let's just have him be number 10 every year in the Rumble type guy. No way Jose's your your main event, you know, star. That's the guy who's on main events, you know, every week. He's he's getting out there. Uh, You're right. The character's a little, you know, very NXT. We've seen... Fandango, you know, fails as a single. We've seen Adam Rose, you know, with the same type of gimmick, you know, fail, you know, on, on the main roster. It, it just does not correlate at times. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't think he necessarily needs to go heel. I think he just does like a nicer Carlito. That's all okay. he has to do. You know, he could samba a little, he could be a little cocky, but just, you know, nicer. Okay. I, I can dig that. I can dig that. Um, he's a good hell of a worker. Great crowd. I, I saw him at that NXT show in Florida, and he was way over. Really good. Uh, he was actually facing a new uh, one of the newbies as well, and uh, he led the match. He led the match really well, so I think he'll be fine. What do you want to see uh, for Almas? Because I I want this dude to succeed, and I feel he's like your Monday they... night's main heel. He's your second heel. I would say when when they put him in the rumble and he lasted for a while, really gave me confidence that they or that they have confidence in this guy. Him and Zelina Vega, man, they will rule rule Monday nights. You know what? What match I want to see? Him and John Cena. To be honest with you, I think that those would be- those, th- those three. Hell, you could even throw Nikki Bella. I wouldn't even care because Zelina Vega would still own her. Uh, just those four or, or three, what have you, would put on a hell of a match. That's your SummerSlam match. That's your marquee. Give them 15 to 20 and blow the house down. Um, obviously, Authors of Pain, either way, I'm, I'm fine with where they go with them. Uh, iconic duo. Just go where you need more women. That's totally fine. Leaves yeah. me the last one that I'm, I'm kind of up in the air about what to do. But Roderick Strong, I... I love Roderick Strong. I think he's one of the top five or ten guys that they have in the entire company. He's he's just a tremendous working hand. Do you put him on 205 Live with how well he's worked on there, and that's where you've already established him? Or is that considered, like, is that still considered, like, a demotion? Or with the way that Triple H is molding this into such a tremendous show every Tuesday night, with Ricochet supposedly going there with Leo Rush, mm-hmm. Is this a good thing if he goes there? Like, is this not a punishment? Or do you want to see him go to, like, the blue brand or something? 
No, I I don't think it's a demotion at all. Like you said, with the rumor names, they're they're trying to make this a big deal. They realize where they went wrong. You know, he, they listen to the fans in the beginning. They try to do it like the the cruiserweight classic, uh, but then they have to fine tune it for you know more of a broader audience. And and I totally get that. And then you had what five months of Enzo Amore running that. You know, it's you have to play to what the crowd likes, and if it's unfortunate garbage like that was, you know, you just have to make do. But with the workers finally getting the respect and the time, uh, Roderick Strong, I think, would be a huge name for them. I think that's someone that would just only enhance more um, that, uh, as, as he's done in NXT. I mean, let's be real. He's had a hell of an NXT uh, uh uh, about right now or, or, you know, it's time there, I should say. So um, to me, I, I, I just think, you know, he'll, he'll help elevate 205 and with the other names. Good God, watch out. I'll be watching on Tuesdays. Um, speaking of post WrestleMania, the greatest Royal Rumble ever uh, in ever. Saudi Arabia. Uh, supposedly uh, matches have leaked for the show. And yeah. one of the matches lists can Finn Balor claim the Intercontinental title when he goes up against Seth Rollins? Is this a spoiler? Is this somebody just posting something because they didn't know what they're doing? Is this a screw-up? What do you make of this? Um, Spoiler, I'm, I'm not sure. I thought, wasn't that supposed to be a ladder match or was that the tag match? No, I thought, then I thought there was supposed to be some kind of a ladder match too. Um, I'm going to try to pull this up right now here while we're talking here. <laughs> I, I I didn't post this on there, but shout out to, did you see Okada posted that picture outside of Rock Bottom restaurant and said, no. he, and, he, and he tweeted it to The Rock and he said, you know how much money this would make or something like that? He's like, or he said it was his dream opponent or something. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Um, it was really interesting when I saw that. So yeah, what do you make of this whole potential leak? Um, I, I think you got to get some matches out there. I mean, it's it's about a month away since until the event will will come about. Um, what was wasn't there a rumored John Cena match as well that I I so want to say that have, I that I heard? We have the Battle Royal. Then we have an IC yep. ladder match with Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, The Miz, Samoa Joe, um, and a Raw Tag Team Championship match with the Hardy Boys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. And then it's John Cena against Triple H as well. Is it? Okay. Yep. I didn't see that one on here. So, oh, yeah. They're, yep. they're bringing some, some heavy hitters. I mean, again, you're already having a 50-man Royal Rumble match, but, I mean, including Samoa Joe in that ladder match, um, I, I think it's pretty cool. And, and due to the fact that, you know, do they do another Lesnar range, you know, post-mania? Because, again, the rumored opponent uh, for – Roman Reigns, if, or should I say, after he wins the the uh, Universal <laughs> Championship, he was the rumored you know opponent. So you know, yeah, maybe I think there, this could just be you know again like having another Royal Rumble in, but with fifty of uh, uh, wrestlers in it. You know, I think this could just be a one-off. I don't think this will correlate. Amongst storylines, you know, if you will, again, you're getting Triple H, John Cena. You know, we haven't seen these two, you know, laced up 
in what, maybe seven years, six years. So, you know, it's, it, I think it's just, you know, supposed to be like a one time, you know, like extravaganza, you know, something big for the network as well to get some, you know, subscribers. So here's the thing that I found. A uh, new advertisement promoting WWE's upcoming tour of Europe may reveal who might win the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania 34. The Belfast SSE Arena may be spoiled, may be spoiled the result of the Miz, Balor, and Rollins. The ad notes that Balor would be challenging Rollins for the title. Uh, the tweet reads following. Finn Balor is ready to defeat Seth Rollins uh, to become the new Intercontinental Champion on May 10th at the SSE Arena in Belfast. Tickets available huh. now. So that's even after the ladder match thing. So maybe, maybe, okay, so if that's the case, we don't know who's winning at Mania, but Rollins is at least coming out of the ladder with the title? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Hey, at, least uh, we'll speaking of, at least we don't get another Balor-Rollins singles match like we're getting tonight. <laughs> uh, along with Cena and Kane tonight. Oh, yuck. <laughs> um, speaking of WrestleMania, Shane McMahon may miss WrestleMania. Did you see he has been hospitalized? Oh man, I love it. I not that he's in the hospital, but I'm assuming this is a work from the attack still two weeks ago. I, um, so apparently he went a hernia. Uh, he's got a hernia and diverticulitis or whatever. Is the name Lesnar, Lesnar out of the UFC? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he, he uh, the article says Shane McMahon is currently recovering from arcu- uh, acute divert, diverticulitis. What is it called? What is it called? Divert- diverticulitis. That's, that's as hard as me on last Tuesday trying to say Loyola, Chicago. I, could, I kept saying <laughs> Loyola. I, oh, it was terrible. Uh, and an umbilical hernia in a New York... Uh, area medical facility. Uh, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, McMahon would be taking an indefinite leave of absence from his position as the Blue Brands Commissioner. Following that announcement, he was brutally attacked by Owens and Zane. Uh, following the assault, McMahon went to the Caribbean with his family to rest and recuperate. While there, Shane developed a massive infection due to acute divert- diverticulitis and was hospitalized for, se- hospitalized for several <laughs> days before being flown back to New York Area Hospital where he's currently being treated with a heavy dose of antibiotics. The doctors in New York have also discovered that Shane suffered an umbilical hernia during the attack, which requires surgery once the infection has been eradicated. <laughs> so Did you're saying work? Shane McMahon is his immune system stronger than Brock Lesnar's, who like didn't do anything for like three years, and he can get out of this in two weeks? Is that yeah. what you're saying? It's, so is this just is this just a work? Like, do you think this? No, it's a work. Or do you think Someone got ripped, right? That's a rib. <laughs> Someone got paid for that, right? Probably. It's probably the same doctor who wouldn't clear oh Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Last thing, there's talks uh, between WWE and Hulk Hogan. You want to see Hulk back? I know we kind of talk about it, but you think uh, it's time that it apparently does not want to see Hulk Hogan back. <laughs> um, Sorry, Sydney. He's not a real American. Um, I would say for Hulk Hogan, as an ambassador, you know, whatever contract that they sign, he comes out every now and then. I don't, if you do bring him back, I say don't bring him back at Mania. Um, you know, that that will be scrutinized, you know, for 
for a long time. We'll come back just randomly, you know, like I said, just have him appear, like a make a wish or something. I mean, once again, it's the Superdome. I didn't get it right last time. Um, they've been showing him a little bit more, you know, saying his name, you know, here and there. So it, it's just inevitable. Uh, Mark Henry uh, recently said, maybe this isn't the right time. Uh, again, you know, maybe again, you ease him into it, you know, again, nothing on TV right away. He just, you know, goes and does some, you know, PR work and he has to do some PR work of his own. And he could say, you know, I, I want to help, you know, mentor, you know, the the new generation and tell them, you know, and show them not to, you know, get into the ugly side of, of what I've been in. And plus, you know, a lot of people have his back too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think maybe it's starting to boil over. It'll be interesting to see. He always gets a pop and, you know, like they said, never say never. The only thing left now is his punk coming back. Cause that's about the only one left that we haven't, uh, <laughs> we haven't seen in the news. Uh, hey, if he's not all in, Uh, Alex anything that I missed that you want to discuss or do you want to move right to our second break and get right into the meat and potatoes of that Japanese weekend (laughs) (laughs) meat and potatoes Um, no uh, (laughs) apparently uh, Leon White aka uh, the man they call Vader undergoes successful heart surgery so that is amazing he uh, he's he said he, he, he was a few years ago. He, he was like, oh, I probably don't have that much longer to live. But, uh, you know, he, he went through some successful surgery. So that's awesome. Um, other than that, I got nothing. We, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. I can't wait to hear about all Japan. But I, I will pose this question to you in the audience, Ryan, before we go to break. Real quick, Dempster said I'd rather have bleeping Mark Henry than Kane wrestling tonight. Oh! <laughs> drop, dropping the bomb on him. Where'd it go? Get it! <laughs> uh, have we ever seen? Have we ever seen a five-star tag team match before? Ah, uh, yes. And I don't know why it wasn't in our match of the year nominees. Oh, maybe because it was in 2016. And I will say this. I can guarantee you it didn't evoke the type of uh, emotion that we got, though, from this match. Whew. Here. I, I don't know. Apparently, Ryan hated it. So we're going to hear about that. this. <laughs> Where's the button? There it is. Diving right in. There we go. Your late night (laughs) hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Song Radio, hosted by Kyle Halfline Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time, See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my power. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. 
I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh my. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, backflip, pokes, pokes, basketball, chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. That is the entrance theme of one, Kento Miyahara, the ace of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, once uh, Jun Akiyama bought the company, brought it back from basically nothing, I think 2014, get about 200 mm-hmm. people at a venue. Now they're doing five, 6,000. I think they had 3,000. Totally had 2,257 at their show on Sunday, uh, way up from where they were four years ago. Uh, when they when they put the title on this guy in February to become their ace and haven't looked back since uh, he's he's been a headliner the whole time but man all Japan was a great show do you how do we want to play this up chronologically um, do we want to get the all Japan out the way and then go New Japan Cup in a strong style so it's chronological or do you want to do New Japan and then do all Japan second um. I'd say let's shoot. Let's talk about all Japan. Okay, we'll get this out knocked out here. Uh, like like we said, Alex is going to try to get a rewatch or try to get a watch on this show later this week. Maybe maybe later tonight. Get something uh, posted up on the on the Facebook page, Russell Radio's Facebook page, or 
next week he'll talk about it. Or, hey, maybe it'll be our first article for StrongStyleMedia.com, Alex. We, we got a lot yes. of opportunities that we'll go with. But um, this was their uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, the 2018 Power Dream Series uh, finale. This was at the Saitama Super Arena Community Hall, a weird-looking arena. You can you can see light coming in from the top. I believe it's a closed building, but I'm not positive. And then it looks like like just odd walls along the sides of it. It's almost like you're you you're in like a giant wrestling ring that's just two giant walls that go like a hundred feet in the air on all on all sides. It's it's just a really weird yeah. arena. When you when you check it out, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's really mind boggling. But like as you can see. You know, go from light to 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 night, and the way it goes, it's it's a really interesting looking building, and I I'm kind of intrigued to see more shows ran there. It was it was really really cool. Um, we saw nine matches on the card. Um, we had four title matches as well. We had a special card, a champion carnival match for next month's champions carnival. That was the reason I got the subscription so we could watch the champions carnival because. I mean, you you can't you can't have anything wrong with getting another G one style tournament. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be great wrestling. Shingo's in it from Dragon Gate this year. I can't nice. wait. It's, it's, it's only it's uh, eight guys on each side, so it's only fifteen nights. Uh, about four, it's four nights less than the the you know traditional New Japan G one. But nonetheless, it's uh, really. <laughs> uh yeah that and that was uh, so in the the opening contest we saw the team of Atsushi Maruyama Yutaka Yoshi who right now is technically a freelancer uh uh-huh. Sano who's from the Sano Damashi and then Keichi Saito and Carbell Ito who um there was a Carbell logo on the ring I had never seen this guy so I don't know if it was something kind of like Tiger Mask W was set up with it um, but they mm-hmm. defeated the team of Masakito, Ishi, uh, Ishikiri, Revlon, Solo Daimonji, and FG Mask, uh, All Ends Ends character. Interesting match. I went two stars on it. It seemed like a Young Lions match that had more experienced guys because they all had gear. But there was a lot of, like, car crash that didn't work. But, I mean, the guys worked hard. Uh, it was only five minutes. It wasn't a long match. Uh, Yutaka Yoshi mm-hmm. with a running jumping body press on Revlon to get the victory. Short and sweet, but didn't do a lot for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Second match, this one blew my mind. Uh, if you took the average age of the wrestlers out of the six in this match, uh, we saw the team of Ultimo Dragon, who's 51. Whoa. Looks- like he did in 1996, but he moves like it's 2026. It's I, I was sad watching this. Oh, uh, he no. teamed with Osamu Nishimura, who's 46, but he looks a lot older, and Kotaro Suzuki, who's a nice up and comer. So we do have the up and comer. Took on uh, the team of Masanobu Fuchi, who's 64. He's the guy who tagged with Asuka when Minoru Suzuki's beating the hell out of her. He's the old mm-hmm. bald guy in the black trunks that can barely move. Um, oh. He did a spot with Ultimo and Suzuki where he, he picked him up in a body slam and held him there like a stalling suplex and a stalling body slam. And he did it to each one, and he fell over tired after each one and then stood up, caught his breath, and picked up the next one. And I, I think it was a work, so it's kind of cool. Um but Masanobu Fuchi uh, ate the pin off of Lamaha Straw from Ultimo Dragon. Fuchi at 64, tagged with 50, 
I think, 52-year-old Tajiri. And then, uh, uh, and then another young guy, uh, Yohei Nakajima, who really did a lot for me. I really like uh, – I really want to see more Yohei Nakajima. Katara Suzuki was nice. But, look, Fuchi, Nishimura, Dragon, Tajiri. I went – I went Is a, there any miss? Went, uh, no, no. I went a star in three-fourths um, under two – if it would have been Nakajima and Suzuki, I might have went two and a half. But it was what it was, 14 with the Lamaha straw, like I said. Then we got Josh Bodum coming over from the U.K. Um, hmm. Takes on Koji Iwamoto. Iwamoto wins in 825 with the Kokono Gaijutsu. Uh, this match was a lot better. I went three and a quarter on this. Uh, Josh Bodum hit Koji Iwamoto with a tombstone on the ring apron. I, I about my chair over when they did that. I'm like, Gary, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, but it was a really fun match. This is kind of um, kind of where I would jump in. Obviously, you know, nostalgia watching Tajiri and Ultimo is cool, mm-hmm. and the opener's short, but um, you know, if, if you need to cut a half hour or 20 minutes. Did Liger you know, look better than both those guys? Liger looked, yes, Liger looked better than all four of them, hands he down. He did. He looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, then I keep moving my mouse and I'm using my laptop to read these results because my handwriting is so messy. Cause I was, I'm oh, writing no. down. Four things. I couldn't abbreviate this cause I didn't know half the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm over here moving my mouse. Anyway, that's, I'm just rambling now. I'm not buying time. Those are nice shoes you got, man. Um, then we get a road to the 2018 champions carnival special tag match. Naoya, Nomura and Kai. Uh, were defeated by the team of Yoshitatsu and Yuji Whoa. Hino. This match was only four minutes and 51 seconds. I went two and a half stars on it still. Nomura and Kai, I believe, were the former tag team champions in All Japan before losing them to the big guns, which we'll get to the big guns in a little bit here. Um, Hino uh, calls his move the uh, seven-letter F word because he adds the I-N-G, and I won't say it on air. Bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the Tama, uh, Tangaloa bomb uh, on Nomura. It is the most violent power bomb I've ever seen in my entire life. He had Nomura, he flipped him up, and he's holding him by his waist with like his knuckles, and his back is touching the back of his own head. So he's, I thought wow. he was going to counter because of how far back he was. And then he mm-hmm. lunged. Lunges forward and drives the dude right down on his head. It was disgusting. Um, anybody who gets a minute, check out check out the Yuji Hino bomb because I couldn't believe it. I thought his neck was gonna snap. Uh, speaking of that, real quick, we got a call. What up? I'm snap. Uh, Ken Shamrock approves of the the neck snap on the the uh, the epic bomb. Like this I said, I was where, uh, Yoshi uh, Tatsu, I, I believe you said uh, a while back that he was experiencing kind of like a renaissance, especially post yeah. New Japan he, from a few years ago. He got a couple wins. I think he got a win over Suwama, and he got a title shot against Joe Doring. Uh, Doring yeah. beat him in about nine minutes, but it was one of those beatings from what I was told still made Tatsu look good, like like, as you mentioned, the Renaissance. He's actually in the Champions Carnival this year. He looked in better shape than he did. He wasn't wrestling in a T-shirt. Um, he mm-hmm. could actually throw a spin wheel kick again. 
and uh, he he looked good. I was really excited. It he wasn't the ECW Yoshitatsu or um, when he was uh, what was he before in, when he was in New Japan? Kengo Nakasaki, I think, was his gimmick, but I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But he he looked <laughs> much better than post AJ Styles incident. Uh, Yoshitatsu. Um, we get intermission next, I believe. Uh, we see the Evolution versus Hagiri IGF International Six Man. Uh, Evolution is the team of Suwama, Hikaru Sato, and Yusuke Okada. Uh, they were defeated in 11-21 by the IGF uh, Haguri Heels. Uh, Kazuyuki Fujita, former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Kendo Kashin, uh, the only man I've ever seen boot out of a building by Ring of Honor when he was Dragon Soldier B back in like 2005 or whatever. And then Nosawa Rungai. Uh, one guy with the camel clutch gun, Yusuke Okada. Um, this match, I, I went two and a half because it had some good violence. Um, Haguri IGF continued to humiliate Suwama after the match. During his backstage interview, he said it's not over and he's going to seek a rematch against the invaders. Uh, and the masked Freddy Krueger, a la uh, <laughs> left face of FMW, was in the corner for Haguri IGF this match. I was out of control. There's a lot of weapons. Um, he he took one of his his claws and shoved it down uh, Suwama's throat. They uh, they pulled the table out and just started stopping the table until it broke into pieces. Uh, Fujita put somebody through a Japanese table with an elbow drop off the apron and it actually broke. So I mean, it was like, a cool cluster. Yeah, he just Kazuyuki Fujita was like, man, ten years ago I was tight and just dropped an elbow. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it wasn't anything special. It was a nice just kind of middle-of-the-show plunder fight. Um, I'm intrigued to see Suama one-on-one with maybe Fujita. I don't really care for Kendo Kashin that much. And Nosawa Rungai, um, I mean, he's one of those, like, he was one of those Japanese juggalo guys. Mm-hmm. He's never for me. Um, Jason Lee appeared in state of returning to active competition on May 24th at Korokin. Uh, he's been out since August when he tore, when he uh, ACL ruptured in his left knee. Uh, once again, him and Naoya Nomura were also forced to vacate the world titles, as I, as I mentioned when he had one of the straps. Um, now we kind of get the big four. All four of these matches did a, did a pretty good number for me. Everything was over three stars. Uh, All-Asia tag title match. Uh, it's their first defense. Jun Akiyama and Yuji Nagata defeat Takeo Omori and Manabu Nakanishi. Uh, Nakanishi doing his once-a-year special where he does a suicide uh, dive over the top rope on a Nagata on the floor, which is awesome to see Monster Mori do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where he still can move from his uh, 0-1 days, I believe, was what he was in. It wasn't Noah. But he's, I mean, he's old. Like, he's he's skin-saggy old. But he still can move. Um, Junakiyama's still tight. Uh, he gets the victory with a wrist clutch exploder on an Omori. Went fifteen forty six. A wrist clutch exploder. What is that yeah, one? So, uh, so it's like a basically like a T bone style exploder on uh, suplex onto his head. No offense, so think, but it looks like MCW had a better ring than All Japan Pro Wrestling. This hey, ring looks M- tiny. M- MCW had a better ring than TNA. Damn it. Samoa Joe worked in our ring was like, you guys had a nice ring. I was like, damn right we do. That was expensive. Uh, <laughs> wow, this <laughs> ring is tiny. 
Were you? Did you start the event? I, I yeah, I'm on the the, the six man tag match right now. Do you see that weird like how there's like oh, the wall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like like I said, the walls are kind of weird with how everything yeah, is, and you can see the like interesting setup. Um, yeah. Then get uh, the All Japan World Junior Championship match uh, at Sushi Aoki making his first defense. Uh, took on Shuji Kondo from Russell One. Uh, Aoki at fifteen or eighteen thirty five with the trap over gets the victory on Shuji Kondo. So that was that was nice getting a defense out of the way. Um. Also making their first title offense, the Big Guns, the team of Zeus and the Bodyguard, take on uh, the team of Ryoji Sai and Dylan James. Uh, also, all these guys are in the Champions Carnival. Sai uh, and James at 1750 uh, defeat Bodyguard and Zeus, uh, stopping their oh. first title offense with two All Japan Tag Team Champions. Wait, Zeus uh, Lister? No, no, this guy's this guy's. Uh, not his not his house, but he's more cut. Can you explain who this Japanese Tatanka facing the hurricane is? Uh, what match are you watching? And I will be glad to tell you. It's the, uh, the I believe the co-main event, or it's uh, the World Junior Heavyweight Title match. Oh, <laughs> Shuji Kado is the giant wide <laughs> buff dude, right? No, there's a guy who looks like Tatanka, and then he's facing a guy in a mask who looks like uh, a guy who would wrestle in Fridley, Minnesota. Yeah, that's that Sushi Aoki. Shuji Kondo is a uh, Wrestle One uh, wrestler. Okay. Came for for the show. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ryoji Sai at 1750 following the Naichi Notaki on Bodyguard to get the win. Uh, really fun match. The junior match, by the way, or the tag match with uh, Nagata and Akiyama went three and a quarter. Aoki Shuji Kondo, I went three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sai and James over Zeus and Bodyguard, I went three and a half. Uh, and then in the main event, uh, we see Joe Doring uh, making his fourth title defense against Kento Miyahara. Uh, at 1734, Kento Miyahara reclaims the Triple Crown Championship leading into the mm. Champions Carnival uh, with his shutdown German suplex. Uh, it's basically a German, but he wraps your arms inside of you. So your arms are just stuck at your side and he has your whole body. And he does the slowest lift in the air and just drives you down on your head. It's an impressive German suplex. Um, he, I would force- he looks like, sorry, but, but but he looks like Okada with Naito's hair after he cut it. Or not Naito, sorry, uh, Tanahashi's hair after he, he cut kind it. He's kind of on this right now. Just kind of checking the, who these guys look like. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, the last four matches are the ones I'm kind of intrigued on. Obviously, if you get time, I'd love you to watch the whole thing and, and review the whole show. But um, Miyahara beats Doring. I went four and a quarter. I really like this match. Joe Doring, he's he might not be the cup of tea for everybody. He he doesn't have any like athletic look with the way he moves. But everything he's done is he uh he'll he'll get you to tie up and he'll bend you over. And instead of, like, jumping and stopping and throwing a forearm to your back, he just puts his arms straight in the air and just clubs you as hard as he can. Like, there's no there's no beauty to it. It's just violent. Well, you uh, he reminded you of the uh, the classic uh, Lariato, original Lariato, if you will. Uh, cool spot on the floor where uh, 
Uh, Mia Hara comes flying off the ring apron. He's or he gets um he gets dooring against the guardrail, and he comes flying off the ring apron with a knee to the side of his face, laying against the guardrail. Oh, he, both, he was standing up. It was disgusting. Just punched him he, in the face. He goes for it a second time, and uh, Doran counters it, stops him, and just gives him a power bomb on the floor and walks away from him. Like, just, eh, and just leaves. Man. <laughs> it, was, it was disgusting. But it was a really good match, really good back and forth, a lot of fun. If this it is your first... His stiff elbows um, to uh, to Miyahara are are very similar to what we were getting last night with Ishii and, uh, and Minoru Suzuki. Like those look <laughs> tough. And then you know Miyahara tries to come back at Doring and totally just nothing doesn't affect him. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Whack. And just knocks Miyahara down some more. He just he'll run it. Throw a shoulder block at you as hard as he can. And when he hits the ropes, he's got his whole body into these ropes. So he's hitting these ropes so hard, he's got so much momentum. It's mm-hmm. like I said, it's oh. not for him. I I loved it. I thought this was a great match. It was a fun show. If you've never watched All Japan, I thought because there if you sign up for All Japan uh right now, you won't get charged until next month. They're giving the rest of this month for free. I believe they're going to start charging when the Champions Carnival starts. So the show was free, too. Um, obviously, Alex, you know you got my login because I want, I want you to watch this stuff. I want to talk about All Japan on the show. But it's, it's an easy, digestible show to get into and kind of, mm-hmm. okay, this is this guy or this is this guy. And I think that's why they went the route of putting the belt back on Kensal Miyahara is – now, for all the, the Western fans like us that, that don't get to see All Japan, they're, they're giving you their ace right off the bat as champion. So, I like the decision. Uh, Kenta Mihara is really good, man. He, every year, he just gets better and better. I'm, I'm waiting for the day where Jun Akiyama screws something up and Kenta Mihara jumps to New Japan, and we just start getting a ton of great matches with him and others. Um, but it, it was a great show. It was, oh it was a great my show. god! You're right. That was awesome. <laughs> it, wow! That lift up. That that that's amazing. The the uh, German. Yeah, and, and that's a big dude. He's doing that too. Yeah. yeah the mannerism so before that was good. Yeah. No, the the the, the five minutes I saw that that was pretty damn good. So Alex, like Alex, will be hopefully watching the show. It's it's like I said, it's nine matches. You know, you're looking at 34. You know, it's, if if you if you skip entrances and just go to the matches, you're probably looking at a two hour show. It's an easy watch. Um, so that was all Japan, guys. Uh, Champions Carnival starts Wednesday the fourth. So leading into WrestleMania, we're gonna have two Champions Carnival shows before Friday. Uh, so wow. that's. That's a whole we we get a whole ton of uh, all Japan to, to to watch. So maybe I'll wait to watch those. Like I said, next week, guys. Uh, after next Monday, um, starting that Friday, we may have you know three four WrestleCast shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even two. We don't know, but you're gonna get a lot of content because Alex is coming in town. I mean, we're watching. We're gonna watch so much wrestling. Alex, we got like, Tuesday. And I'm, and I'm not going to go back to work till Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to be off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So we're watching everything. We got to watch Joey Jell's spring break 
so we can we can watch the payoff from that that uh, video I sent you guys with uh, James Ellsworth and Matt Riddle. Did you watch that? No. But uh, James Ellsworth is talking. Whatsoever. I you know he's like I I made a event with AJ Styles man I I beat. I beat AJ Styles. I was in a match where they they said world champion. Like every kid dreams of this, you know. And now you know Joey Janela is the biggest thing on the indie circuit, and he's gonna put me in the main event of his spring breakout show. And it was the biggest thing of Wrestle WrestleMania weekend last year. And I just I can't be more humbled. I'm blessed. I'm excited. And he's got this really good promo. And then they show Matt Riddle in like a hallway, and he's like. Do I really have to wrestle James Ellsworth? Are you? And then it's like, Bleep! are kidding me? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna kick that guy's ass. He's like, I'm getting paid for this, right? And they go back to Ellsworth, and he's putting over Matt Riddle's such a great, great worker, and you know he's so big in the indie scene, and now I get to go and show him why I was in WWE title matches. And then they go back, and Riddle's like, can I just, can I just wrestle somebody else, or? Do I really have to do this? <laughs> totally blowing them off. That's awesome. So I really want to see that. And then the other intriguing thing, and then we'll move on to New Japan here, is uh, Matt Riddle's having a, a like a Saturday morning show, and it's called Matt Riddle's Blood Sport, and it's basically going to be a ring with no ropes for every match. What? It's like a kumite. Yeah, interesting. Cobra <laughs> Kai looks amazing, by the way. So we got we got a ton of fun to watch, but uh, New Japan put out two fantastic shows. I say we go in order for the sake of everything making sense. We don't have to talk everything from Wednesday night. Uh, kind of just the, the big payoffs on this. But Zack Saber Jr. or as Jim Ross calls him, Will Osprey, or as Jim Ross calls him, Jack Saber Jr. Uh, defeats Hiroshi hey, Tanahashi. I referred to him as Jack Osprey before. Yeah, but you're also not getting paid a pretty penny to be on television. Look, here's here's the problem I have with, with this. And let me let, – okay, let's get the bad out of the way first that I have, and then let's talk about how great this last five days were for New Japan. Jim Ross is being paid to be on these shows and to talk, you know, everything live wrestling. You know, there's people who – so ironically or not, watch this because they only know Jim Ross. They go, oh, I want to hear Jim Ross. So they watch this huh. because of this. Really? But sadly, I, you're right. There probably are fans. I that, guarantee that. you there's people that who've never watched New Japan that love Jim Ross and go, hey, Jim Ross is on that, on that show. Maybe I'll check it out to hear Jim Ross talk about this. I swear to you, it, that's a legit yeah. thing I've no, you're right. From. But this guy is the most unprepared unprofessional guy I've I, who who has been you know he was been the pinnacle of, of ring announcing he gets crapped on personally all over by Jim or by Vince McMahon and and through adversity still gets a job and is still put on a pedestal like he's the guy and and he talks about how humble he is and how grateful he is and Okada brings him to ESPN two with him and Josh Barnett when he was on Sports Nation, you know, and he's brought all this. Uh, when when Okada did Busted Open Radio, he Ross was there. And this guy couldn't have been a, a less prepared piece of crap when he's calling this show. It drove me nuts. This, this Los Ingoner in Gobernables. Oh, oh, it's Los Ingobernables. Oh, 
Oh, here comes here comes Jack Saber Jr. Oh, say somebody. Oh man, this match was okay. Get out of the way. Like I just I can't get over how terrible he made that experience for me. Like, it was rough. It was rough. You know, and this this was the guy who who would bring talent in and be a talent relations guy. And this is the guy who would would praise international talents and the guys who had the ability. Josh Barnett made him look like some guy who's never commentated a show. Josh Barnett saved that broadcast for me. Even if even if he uh, <laughs> thought they were in the ring too. Yeah, too bleeping long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the sad truth, Jim Ross was in there like it was just another payday, and Josh Barnett was trying to get it over. If you remember, if, I don't know if you remember last year or checked on any of the tweets, but there was talks of Josh Barnett after night two of the the G1 specials mm-hmm. was sitting by himself at whatever bar they were at for the New Japan after party and was not speaking to people. And from what everybody said was he was so mad at how the, the announced performance came off because he got blamed for it just as much. And this was when Jim Ross last year is calling evil Bushi. Yep. You know, Bushi. Ring right now we have Tonga Roa and then Josh Burnett. Tonga Roa, JR. Tonga Roa, Roa. I'm from Oklahoma. I'll get it right at some point. I figure. No, that you, no, it's not. It's that not was funny. again yesterday. Yeah, like yeah, that, that was yesterday. Like he's he just he can't get these. Oh, it's so frustrating, and it makes it makes at the end of the day his performance stink to me to the point that I don't even enjoy him analyzing the match when he is in the zone and he is enjoying himself. He knows the people. And then he's dogging the matches half the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, I don't know why they're doing all this. They don't have to be doing all this. Your job, your job as a, as a color commentator is to put talent over. He did the exact opposite. When Omega and Abushi and Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson were 30 minutes into this match and they're giving out every bit of of effort that they have in their bodies to put on something magical. And and even with botches made this match one of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen in my entire life and one of the best stories ever told. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll get into that when we talk Strong Style Ball. And Jim Ross is in there going, well, I just keep going here. I don't know what else they can do to each other. Ah, you know, sometimes there's got to be a limit. You have to tell yourself that you shouldn't be doing this in a wrestling ring. Stop burying the talent because it's not getting over as you trying to be sympathetic for these guys. It's mm-hmm. you talking like you're on a pedestal better. It, oh, it just it pissed me off, man. So I just, I wanted to get that out of the way before we got into all the good that was these was these shows because he he just he ruined half of that show for me, man. I I just kind of laughed it off, to be honest with you. It, it was bad. Barnett was more uh, favorable with me this year than last year. Um, but I don't know if it, I, I just didn't listen. To, maybe I put it on mute last year. Uh, but, uh, JR, it was, it was really hard. I, I 100% agree. 
It just, he, he wasn't prepared. Even you could tell when he was reading names off of his sheet. It's like, dude, just read them every time off of the damn sheet. I read it off of an internet screen every week, and, and I still sometimes get it wrong, but at least I know who I'm talking about. Um, I, I don't get why they, they just didn't get callous and Kevin Kelly or even Kevin Kelly. I don't know if it's due to their syndication deals, TNA deals, or what have you. Uh, but because uh, they, he is where Bar Ross and Barnett are contracted correct, to do those yes. shows. Access, that's they, they, they need to not get JR on that anymore no. off of the I, Friday night. Watch the feed when it, when it drops. It will be Kevin Kelly and somebody, I believe, on New Japan World. So they have three yeah. commentary teams. My thing is, is Jim Ross, I've always, you know, minus the, uh, the back out, you know, the, the Jim Ross isms that we all know and love. I mean, I've always thought he was just that, that classic ring announcer that really wasn't part of the times. I love his podcast. I love his point of view on things, but just as an announcer, it was just so too old school, if you will, for the attitude era. Yes. His, you know, Mrs. Foley's baby boy, his, again, his Jim Ross isms were always, you know, good for father, fodder and for our member berries, if you will. But for me as broadcasting, he was sometimes a little flat and or boring where the king Mm -hmm. was a little bit more uh, impactful, you know, sometimes, you know, when it was them two uh, during the attitude era. Yeah, I just. You know, and, and here's the other thing, too, I look at with it is, you know, people say, like last year, people are like, well, he, you know, the tragedy happened last summer, which obviously, you know, definitely affected him. And, and everyone says, well, you know, if you watch their Access TV, it's a lot better. So, okay, I gave him the benefit of the doubt last time. I said, you're right. That's my fault. But this year, I mean, I, was, he, was he drunk? Cause no. He, he made no sense. I felt like it was watching Raw 25 when he fell asleep, wasted at the announce table with the, the King. I mean, that was about the same effort he put out. I just, I don't understand how, and, and I get, the Access TV shows are a lot better. But it's because they're in a room pre-recording it over a tape thing where they can edit. It's a big difference. You I know, was scared when they said there'll be no commercial breaks, this or that. And then they end the first match like they were going to a commercial break. And then, of course, we heard what we heard. And then there's no commercial break. And then there's commercial breaks so on after that. Like, it was just such a baffle where I'm very happy it didn't, you know, ruin the event, you know, if you will. So I just, my, 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 my thought is this, that I'm done, is... How can you be so unprepared for something you've done so long if it's not you're just collecting a paycheck? Because when he did the May Young Classic, he was just as bad on that, too. Him and Lita were one of the worst commentary duos I've ever heard in my entire life. Talk about the blind leading the blind that night or that tournament. Because it, it didn't get better. And, you know, Lita, bless her heart, she obviously has never done this before. Put her with Jim Ross. That'll work. Well, no, Jim Ross was sauced up probably there, too. I didn't care. As, uh, I just, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating, and it really hurt my experience. I I almost wish I would have waited for it to go on demand and watch it with Japanese commentary 
and just hoped I could have got it in before we came on tonight because that, that bothered me. But let's move on to the good stuff. I Thank you for letting me rant. Now I don't have to rant later. Um, New Japan Cup, Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi. We get the Okada call-out. We get the fabulous Taka versus Gato mic battle. Everything about it was tremendous. I mean, the undercard was cool. We don't need it. I don't know, unless you want to talk about the undercard. No, no. Um, Alex, I went four and three quarters on this. I went higher than I did on Saber Ibushi. This was a more entertaining match. Uh, Tana was a little, had a little bit more offense, if you will, wasn't tied up in a Zack Saber submission hold for majority of the match. Tanahashi going at, uh, at Saber Jr. many a times as well, but I, I liked how the injuries came into play. Unlike Juice Robinson, who wanted to show respect and, you know, not go after Tana's uh, injuries, uh, Zack Saber Jr. did not care. And he was uh, he was hungry. He was hungry to get that New Japan Cup. Um, and and Zack Saber Jr. You know, as I said last week, it sucks because it could go either or. But it's like, why do you build this guy and make you know three of your top you know guys you know submit whether it's by the ref stoppage or you know by tapping out themselves. Um, you know, why build that for not? And and I think they definitely built it for uh, what we're going to see April 1st at Sakura Genesis uh, because seeing Tanahashi tap to me was, was like, a, what did I just see? And it was well <laughs> after, what, 30 minutes or so. And I'm like, wait, this could easily go 10, 15 more minutes. Uh, but I thought they ended it uh, at the perfect time. And uh, what is that? The, the napalm death? Uh, uh, orienteering uh, with something orienteering was something he calls it um it's 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 a it's crazy it's amazing i love how over he's getting and and yes just to see uh more taka mishinoku him and gato afterwards was was just amazing and a treat to see uh god this is gonna be awesome i i can't wait i i think you know as we mentioned last week you know can he finishes his beating of the murderer's row of of new japan babies with with Tanahashi, I want to see and, that show from Japan. <laughs> and you know he does it. And I think your advantage with this is, I think you've now made Zack Saber Jr. a legit threat and a beatable, a believable person that can finally beat Okada. I think by him decimating the competition, literally makes I. I know, I not as hard as I thought Naito was going to beat Okada, but I think there's a chance that Zack Saber's winning the title. I yeah, don't think I mean, it happens, but they they totally. I mean, and you know, don't forget we got this classic. Well, Naito, who's Tranquilo now, dickhead? You know, he gave us that one, but I I think, and I, and I think here's here's the beauty of it too, is when it's all said and done. And Okada overcomes this 35-minute classic with Zack Sabre and, and, and continues being now tied Tanahashi's record, assuming leading to Tanahashi, Okada at Dominion, uh, 6-9, and June 9th in Osaka, Joe Hall. You've made a star in Zack Sabre now. 
with this company. And obviously, everyone tells me, Ryan, he was a star before. He's Rev Pro Champion. You know, him and he was Pro Wrestling Grillo Champion. I, I get all that, but he wasn't a star in this company. And is this when it's all said and done, it's only been a year. Is this a pretty fast rise for New Japan standards? Um, I think so, uh, especially if you're not talking Young Lions. I mean, yeah, you know, we saw besides Hiromu. Yeah, Hiromu, Jay White uh, came back, beat Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's we true, saw Evil, um, Rapungi won the tag belts in their debut. But that's also people who are already there and then came back. So it's a different story. This is a guy who, who literally has been in the company and, you know, they didn't do much with them, and now they've, I mean, they've legit made a star. And, and you know, going back with what I said, yes, I understand he's Red Pro Champion. I get all that. But when we're talking New Japan, nothing else exists in the world of New Japan. Pro Wrestling World doesn't exist with New Japan. Red Pro doesn't exist in the New Japan lore of booking. They've made a new star once again. Gato has proven time and time again that he can create stars. And he and he's doing it in a way where he's creating stars that are foreign talent that are getting over. Yeah, he's he literally went in and said, "Hey, hey, uh, you know, we're we're gonna make stars that are not homegrown from all these other guys." I mean, look at your champions. Uh, you know, potentially Zack Saber could be the heavyweight champion. Your um, your U.S. champion is Jay White. You you have. Um, uh, who else am I thinking of here? That uh, Will Ospreay is your junior champion. It's you know almost half the titles are not mm-hmm. you know, the Tongan. You know the Tongans with the six man. Um, so it's 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 such a good job, and this is why this company continues to grow and grow and grow and grow. And this is why they're now running Cow Palace in July. And if they sell out a ten thousand seat arena at the Cow Palace in twenty minutes, like they did Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, I think. Every other company needs to take notice of how big that this company is becoming. That they are selling out, you know, buildings that I think Raw was at a couple months months ago and didn't sell out. You know? And if they go and sell this out, and here's the thing is, say they sell it out in a half an hour again, great. You do a card just like last night, and now you don't have to give me matches again. You know, if if it sells out so fast, it's it's just like, um, People's gripe with, some, with, with Ubisoft with video games. The, everybody pre-orders and buys the games right away before anything's out, so then they don't have to worry about finishing the whole game completely because they know people are going to already buy it. So why waste their time when they're already going to take their money? Well, in, New Japan doesn't have to give you everything if they're going to sell the tickets right away. I think this might give us a really good shot that this could be the Naito Jericho match now. Mm-hmm. I think that's got a good shot. I think we have a shot of seeing Mysterio and Osprey on this show. I was about to say yes. That's oof. But I mean, this company, you know, take notice. Like, if, if you're not a New Japan guy listening to this show, take notice because they are turning out stars left and right to the point. I mean, look at how crowded this roster is. Hiroshi Tanahashi was in an eight-man preliminary match on a international show where you're showcasing your talent. That's how good this company is. Um, breaking news. Breaking oh. news, sorry. Fozzie is not on tour uh, until July 12th in Wisconsin. Well, there we go. I'm going to attend that, too, uh, since that's close. But uh, I, I think that's when we get the Naito match. So now, now we can look at, we've just freed up Naito potentially for Dominion. 
What are we going to have him do at Dominion now? Like, these doors just continue to open and get better and better and better and better. But, um, you know, like I said, you know, the, the whole point of it is, is is they're making stars. And Zack Sabre Jr. has been made. He's been made oh, to yes. the point that it's believable that he could beat Okada and win this title. I cannot wait. Uh, I believe Sakura Genesis starts uh, 2 a.m. Saturday night going into Sunday morning next week. Um, I will be front I row will, center. Hey, we'll be live streaming it. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm up for everything. <laughs> um, strong style evolves. Was it was a it was a good three star all over nice and nice and fun watch for me. It wasn't the the, the last aside from the last two matches, nothing blew me blew me away. But there was nothing. I mean, our, the worst match might have been oh. the. The two tag matches at the beginning, but what, what did you think of the show? What you didn't like, Rapungi Three K? You didn't you didn't like seeing? Oh, uh, I I okay. I, I went three and a quarter on Rapungi over SoCal Uncensored. I liked it. I liked it. Which Scorpio um, Sky is the uh, trainer at the uh, the the California Dojo for New Japan? Yeah. One of the uh, the trainers there. So he. Uh, he I swear he botched, but he made the save on that flip over the rope. Uh, but uh, a, a fun match. It was interesting to see Daniels and Kazarian um, kind of in the ring there, which I thought was kind of kind of nice. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It was just front of the mill. Rocky looked good. He was over, as always. Another trainer. Well, hot. Yeah. I thought it was hot. What do you think this says? I heard, I heard others talking about this. So I wanted to get your opinion on this. What do you think this says for the – uh, how much New Japan cares about the Ring of Honor agreement when um, Rocky Romero's in this match. So logically, you throw your your compadres Ring of Honor a bone and give their mm-hmm. six-man tag champions a victory on your show, right? Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll put over their, their champs. No, they have them just eat, eat bleep and lose. <laughs> they don't care about <laughs> Ring of Honor. <laughs> like, like, how, how, does, how, does they, how do they not how do they not win that match. I, I'm glad Rapungi won, but I literally thought that SoCal and Censor got put on the show so New Japan can throw ROH a bone and put over their six man champs. No. No. Nope. And and I'm... that did not <laughs> happen. <laughs> but it was a fun match. It doesn't matter, even if they were in the ring too long. Uh then we got Juice Fi- Juice Robinson and David Finley defeat for Goto and Gato. Shocking. I- I thought Juice was going to get the pinfall to set up for nope. Juice and Roki Goto. Dan Finley gets the win, and we'll find out later as to why, which, once again, you have to watch every single show start to finish because everything makes sense, and we'll get to that when we get to it. But David Finley makes – he pays off something from months ago at our Road 2 show. Oh, my God. It's Gato, man. Gato, you, you get the – you get the clap of a lifetime. He just continues to make sense of this. Uh, I two and a half stars. What did you think on it? Uh, fun little tag match. Uh, Juice Robinson over as always. Even in America. Who would have thunk? Uh, but, uh, but uh, yes, uh, apparently, according to Jordan, though, does uh, need some new, new threads there. But fun little match. Uh, again, I, I like how... You know, they, they were building up to Juice and, and Goto 
you know, for the uh, never uh, heavyweight title there. But uh, Finley with that surprise win um, was baffling. But but I'm intrigued on, I guess I didn't catch what happened later uh, or, or kind of before at the uh, Road 2 show there. Uh, but I was like, whoa, this is a new approach. And you got something brewing with possibly another challenger for uh, Goto there. Yeah, and so definitely we'll, we'll talk about that. Little, little confusing as to the way it ended with what he said, but we'll, we'll, we'll mention that. Um, KES defeats Chuck Taylor and the most over guy I've ever seen in my life, Toro Yano. Yeah. How hot the crowd for Toro. Break, 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 break. The crowd was, he did it twice. They were so hot yeah. for it. I couldn't believe it. Um, I went two and a half on it, and as Alex pointed out, uh, we believe that, Lance Archer calls out the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> B Bros. Calling them out. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it is what it was. Uh, it was an intriguing uh, team up of uh, Toriano and Chuck Taylor, uh, but it was uh, it, it was fun. I think you're in an airport. Is that is that what it is? Nope. Um, but what? Uh, but you're, there we go. Uh, oh. But no, Killer Elite Squad was just um, did nothing for me. But I liked how Nick Barnett was talking about Davy Boy and his MMA background a little. So you know, for me, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll cheer for uh, for for Harry Smith uh, once in my life. There, did Nick Barnett play for the Packers, Jim Ross. <laughs> Josh Barnett. That is Josh Barnett. It's the same thing. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was like, damn, Jim Ross gets dogged. And he's getting dogged again. <laughs> uh, this was a really fun match because of the beginning and end, I think, of it. Uh, Marty Skrull and Cody Rhodes defeat the Gorillas of Destiny. This might have been the best I've ever seen Tonga Loa look. I thought he was tremendous this match. I was three stars. I, I enjoyed it. Um, finish kind of was eh for how hot the beginning was with the Team Cody and the Bullet Club thing. Uh, but, but I give him the W. Shout out to Jim Ross, who said that Brandy Rhodes is the, is the perfect man who stands by his woman. I mean, ah. perfect woman to stand by her man. Uh, <laughs> have another one, JR. Uh, what did you think of this contest? I thought it was great uh, with, with Marty Sherl, as JR would like to call him. Uh, but, uh, but Cody... Cody has amassed so much heat. It is wonderful to see. Uh, he he is on his game. Uh, as you went, as you said, you know, kind of the back and forth with him and uh and the villain for the crowd reaction from the booze to the crazy cheers and love for one of Marty Skrull. But uh, it was it was it was you know what it was. I like Gorillas of Destiny. I liked how Cody tried to get out of the match in the beginning. Uh, cutting a little promo there, uh, but uh, but was fun. Um, and, and again, Cody is just just he is killing it. He he gets that heel uh, heelness. He's 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 fun to watch now. Where a year ago I was uh, a little eh. Sorry, it still sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. <laughs> um, there we go. I'll I'll say uh, the one thing with Cody too is is even when he, even he, I think he knows that he's not always the greatest wrestler, but he's figuring out how to 
make his whole performance from start to finish memorable, regardless of what you think of his in-ring work. And I think that's the key to what he's doing right now. Uh, I love the I love the, the chop fest with him and Tonga Loa when mm-hmm. when Loa's like, wait, let me take my pad off now, hit me, and he's like, come on, come on. <laughs> I thought that was entertaining, and I love when when Cody goes out of the ring, gets dumped, and Marty Skrull's like, yeah, get out of here, we don't need you, we're not with you, and then he turns around to the girl's desk and he gets pumped. And then he jumps into Cody's arms like, oh, I'll go back to you now. I thought that was great little heel, heel play from uh, Marty Skrull there. <laughs> um, now we start getting some, some, some good good ratings from me. Uh, we saw the team of Hiromu Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi, Los Ingobernobles de Japón, defeated the team of the New Japan main eventers, uh, apparently is their name, not Taguchi Japan, uh, Raisuke Taguchi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. We saw Kushida in the match as well. And uh, uh, why am I blanking on their fourth guy? On the... Dragon Lee. Yes, thank you, Dragon Lee. I, I was, I, I could just see him he and her killing each whole other. match. Like he, he, I, he performed, but he just looked like he was angry the whole damn match. I love the fact that right after the beginning. Um, they gave us they gave us Hiromu and Dragon Lee yes. and the place knew what was gonna happen and those two guys just kicked the hell out of each other. Yeah. I mean no they were they were, they were chopping each other for like I two minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such Dragon a good Lee match. Is, he is my God, yeah. He is a physical he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Neville under that mask. Like he's <laughs> as built as Neville, where you're just like Good God, but no, uh, it, it was great to see that. Uh, Naito over like no other, but also that Los Ingobernobles shirt was awesome. Uh, this was your, you know, run of the bill match, you know, to Gucci, you know, kind of getting the bump, bumps in, you know, especially on Naito. Uh, Sonata, you know, kind of, you know, doing his thing there. Uh, Bushi being Bushi, Jim Ross at least, you know, kind of figured that out. So no evil confusion for this year. Uh, you know, Tana was Tana, but, you know, Kushida, I like Kushida getting the respect from the crowd. Uh, you know, he, he was getting his, uh, his chance here and there. Um, but yeah, it, it was your basic, you know, eight man new Japan match. Uh, and you know, it was, it was fun. Uh, I don't know why I thought about this fight. Cause you said butt play or whatever. Um, the DDT, the butt uh, ran pump. Their- the butt pump. They ran their uh, anniversary show and they aired it for free online. Uh, Great Muda, uh, apparently was it might have been his last match. Um, struggled, but got up there and did one more moonsault. Uh, no. The match for his, it was awesome. But uh, Dan Shoku Dino, he wears like a pink. He has like pink trunks. He's the guy who's always in those matches with Joey Ryan doing like the junk plex and stuff, like the the fatter Japanese blonde dude with like the pink shorts. And uh, he, like, wedged his shorts to, like, take the – and they were going to do the, the Taguchi bump into his butt with Muda. And Muda stops, breaks off, and then misted his, um, his um, orifice uh, in the backside. And uh, I've, never seen that, I've never seen that in my entire life where uh, a man's um, uh, circle in his, in his butt uh, was, was <laughs> misted by the great Muda. 
I was trying to keep it as as clean as I could since Demetrius is playing this at Lids. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll say this as well. Not nothing on that crazy topic, but Will Osprey, my God, the respect that this young man has, but also the ring work that he possesses, um, was just astounding to watch. I thought this was a great match, but let's give it up for Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, this this was like reminiscent of uh, seeing Ricky Steamboat a few years back against Jericho. Uh, it looked like he really didn't, you know, of course, you know, he, he's missed maybe one step, but not too bad. He, he looked like he had a, a really good flow with Osprey. He definitely can still go. Uh, what has he got to be? Uh, probably in his early 50s. Uh, but Will Ospreay looking damn good. Uh, but of course, the big—I uh, I don't know—not not big surprise, but uh, Rey Mysterio coming out before the match and kind of giving giving a little promo, which was nice to see. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I was glad he was there. Uh, definitely playing at seeds. Marty Skrull comes out and wallops the hell out of Osprey with the with the umbrella. So I don't know what that means for the four of them, how they'll be intertwined. But I'm sure Gato's got something in mind. He ripped the mask off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Liger makes the save. They get the mask back. Yeah. We get the embrace. Um, I went three and three quarters on it, a lot higher than I thought I would. Because um, uh, what's it, a Milano collection I, I saw through uh, Chris Charlton's uh, Twitter. Follow Chris Charlton if you want to get the translations of everything. But um, uh, Milano had said, even though Liger's not doing the Super Juniors anymore, um, he gets a junior title shot if he beats Osprey. So in my head, I'm going, whoa, Liger may actually win this so they could do a, a title match in Japan. So that made me a lot more interested in the match, and I was really excited uh, with, with how well it went. Osprey, I hope he's not hurt. Definitely had a bum wheel at the end there. Um, still still was impressive. I, I Maybe it was selling. I don't know. But that looked a little nerve-wracking when he came down on that flip, um, landed on his leg there. So let's hope it wasn't anything glaring serious and it was just working. But just a tremendous match. Liger works so hard. Liger's so good, man. He's he's one of the greats, and uh, I, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> what happened? Whoa, here we go. No, you're 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 like you're sound. It's like you're leaning on a wire or something. Like every time we yeah. don't talk, it just goes womp. Still doing it now? Yeah. Man, I don't understand what, why it's doing this. You know what I, I don't of... understand? How Tomohiro Ishii is still alive. Uh, <laughs> him and uh, fellow Chaos leader Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, you sound awesome now, sir. Uh, battling Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Daddy's protege, if you will. Uh, but Minoru and Ishii going oh forearm to forearm. I think that was probably the stiffest thing I've ever seen in my life. But was it also the coolest? Oh my gosh! And and I love when when Ishii was laying against the rope and Suzuki like oh, it's beautiful, like, awesome. So Ishii reaches up and slaps him while he's standing. Yep. <laughs> so it's Suzuki like loses from his rope to rope from the top oh my to the middle gosh. to the bottom. <laughs> like it was perfect. They, those two guys beat, and here's what I think and hope, I shouldn't say think, what I hope is getting coming out of this is I hope this means we're going to get a, a Ishii IC title match with Suzuki at some point. 
Once again, I've said it before, you know, we're we're almost into April. My corner one MVP of this year in all of wrestling is Minoru Suzuki. This guy, 48 years old, is redefining what you can do with people. I mean, like yeah. I said, he, he's a four-and-a-half-star match or a four-and-a-quarter match out of Togi Makabe. Nothing against Makabe, but he hasn't had a match like that since his never feud with Ishii in, like, 2014. <laughs> I mean, that's that crazy. Been, uh-huh. It's been four years since we've seen something like that, but... And what's also crazy about Suzuki is he's involved in, what, like, four feuds right now, it seems like? You got Naito, you got Ishii, you got Okada. He's always calling out Okada. You know, and, and of course, he's got Tanahashi, you know, if he's looking to reclaim the IC title. So, I mean, good for him. Most people his age just kind of chill and stroll, but this dude's picking up four to five feuds and, and just, you know, delivering the stiffest forearms. Uh, and like you said, putting on four-star matches. It's awesome. Well, let's not forget him and uh, Zack Sabre are the Rev Pro Tag Champs over in the UK. That's right. Yeah. He's working shows. You said they but, have a streaming service now, right? Rev Pro? That could be fun. That could be fun. I believe there's a uh, – one of the last shows they had, um, Suzuki wrestled like Matt Riddle. Or something like that. Whoa! And then the show had Tomohiro Ishii versus Limitless Keith Lee, which oh. I would love to watch that match. <laughs> yeah, let's watch that next weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, we're gonna have a lot of uh, uh, snacks and beverages for. Seriously, uh, I'm gonna bring a sleeping bag. I'm gonna get the popcorn. We'll get some candies, and it'll, it'll be like an old time sleepover. Sydney's gonna be like, what? His childhood altered forever. <laughs> uh, now's what where... about Ishii uh, going down with another, uh, with Zack Sabre Jr. getting a rest stoppage on Tomohiro Ishii? What do you think about that outcome I, there? I love it because, once again, it's another guy that, that Zack Sabre knocks off. Mm-hmm. He just continues to not... It's, I'm telling you, he's, it's believable that he could beat Okada. It's truly believable that he could beat Okada. Do I think it happens? No. But I also didn't think there was any, any way Okada was beating Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. So, stranger things have been had, that's for sure. They've built um, this guy in three weeks where the WWE, they can't even build a feud in three months. They've had Roman Reigns headline four WrestleManias if he does this year, and he still can't get over. Yeah. Get it right. Sabre's got Taka. He's got to credit Taka for that, but... Just tap out. (laughs) Um, Here's where we get the David Finley payoff. Um, I went way higher, I believe, than most. Just say it. Jay White defeats Adam Page. I went four and three quarter stars on this match, Alex. This might be in my top ten match of the year. I. Would not disagree with that. This was a great, hard-hitting match. Jay White just continuing to do what he does best, not with a little bit of stubble, uh, but uh, Hangman Page. Let's. Uh, I'm. I'm a fan. I was kind of over him. Not over him. I. I just didn't. You know, even really watch too much of him. To be honest, you know, he was kind of a a filler fast forward of you know trying to make time. Uh, but I think I might start going back. Uh, this guy is hell of a worker. Uh, 
I, I will say too, he's he's taking these opportunities with these guys that he's getting to work, and he's and he's Chase improving. Owens. Yeah, yeah, and, and improving every time. And and it sounds what I and I, I it must be working because everything I've read is Adam Page is completely humbled by this. He's not, it, it's not getting to his head, and I think that's why people are giving him chances and people want to work with him. He said he read around Christmas. He walked by a hot topic. And his mind was blown when he saw Star Wars, uh, Rick and Morty signs, and then a Bullet Club with the three holiday advertisements. And that's when he really <laughs> knew this is a real thing. And yeah. he's he's going out there. And he's, I mean, this match to me was so perfect for the simple fact that it was two guys that months ago nobody gave a crap about. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody wanted to see Jay White. They all thought I matched with Tanahashi sucked. Nobody gave a crap about Adam Page. He's, ah, he's just a filler Bullet Club guy. These two guys went out there. They did everything in their power to have the best match on the show, which they did up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it was so basic. Like, And I don't mean basic because they didn't do anything crazy. Adam Page obviously hitting his shooting star shoulder block off the ring apron. Oh. Um, he, the, the, the release German suplex off the apron to the floor Jay White gave him was disgusting. Um, they had the cool spot where Adam Page is going for the that flipping lariat, and Jay White keeps staggering to the rope where he keeps having to push him away, and he's like, just get away from me! He's getting all mad. <laughs> and then the finish. The finish was tremendous. He hits the flipping lariat, but Jay White catches him at the lariat and then hits mm-hmm. the Blade Runner. It was such a tremendous finish. I mean, the match... Like I said, I've seen a lot of people have three and a half stars in this match, which is fine. It, it's not a cup of tea for everybody. I thought their chemistry could not be denied. I, it, it's okay. like, I, I kind of thought where I was like, were they young lions as well? Like, I, I had to think about that for a minute. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Paige started, you know, uh, around on the indie circuit. But I was like, it seemed like these guys have wrestled for quite a long time. And, and I was like, right after it ended, like you said, with that fantastic uh, uh, finish uh, there was, I can't wait to see how this evolves. You know, if new Japan will even let it evolve, but just to see where a hangman page kind of goes and what ring of honor does with him, with him getting this exposure, you know, at a new Japan events, uh, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see where, where he goes for the uh, remainder of this year. Yeah, he. Um, I think I think Gato and company have to know that they got a star there, and this whole I think the whole being the elite series is just doing wonders for these undercard Bullet Club guys because they're getting so much more exposure, but they're getting involved in something. I mean, all these guys got to feel like they're a part of this big angle. I mean, this Bullet Club versus Bullet Club that nobody knows what's going on is the biggest thing in sport or in wrestling. This is what the Wolfpack and NWO Hollywood should have been the way they're doing this. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't ask them to tell a better story than what they're doing with everything. No. Cody Rhodes um, issued a statement over what happened at the end of the main event, which we'll get to um, today. Like a written actual statement on the internet apologizing for it. Like they they just keep pumping out great content. It's awesome. Um, but then we get David Finley. Was that German suplex off the uh, the apron? Was that a, like planned? Or was that like a serious, like, uh uh-oh, like almost uh uh-oh? Here's the two things that I think of is I think they meant to do it, 
or I think obviously they meant to do it off the apron. A part of me thinks Adam Page was trying to land on his feet. Okay. But I think there was so much momentum, it didn't matter, and he just went with it. And I tell you what, that crowd didn't care because they, no. the crowd lost. It was mind on it. No. And I thought it was just like a shooting star shoulder press. I was like, oh, does he think he's doing one of those, but not like he's going to take the brunt? It it looked like a video game when somebody just gets heaved across the stage. <laughs> like, I, oh, so I can't wait to watch that match with Japanese commentary and hear hear uh, Milano and company just lose their minds. Uh, Dave Finley, speaking of the Young Lions, uh, comes out and attacks Jay White, which I didn't see coming. Which now, ladies and gentlemen, makes sense that David White's David Finley's been getting pinfalls because he now attacks Jay White and he comes out. And he says, you know, you beat me nine times in a row. It's not going to be ten. And once again, they're playing up when he beat him like eight straight times before that Road 2 show when they when uh, Jay White yes. wrestled David Finley, where he beat him a ninth time. And Finley's like, one of these times I'm going to get his number. This, David, this match has had seeds planted two years ago. Like, once again, everything they do matters. You have to watch this so everything makes sense. The only thing that confused me is he said, I'll see you on April 24th. That's a Tuesday road to Duntaku show in the middle of the week. <laughs> I have no idea why he said that. I have no idea why they're putting a U.S. title match on that when there's two Duntaku shows. Maybe um, that's what they build the, the feud. Maybe. And maybe they're going to try to, like, it, it, it's in Corkin, so maybe they're going to try to do, like, a four-night stretch of big main event, excuse me, matches. You know, the heavyweight does one. IC does one. They do, you know, the U.S. title on another. They give you, like, the Never and the Junior on another one. Like, I could see them stack, like, four nights in a row. So that's cool. But kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, you guys are going to do back-to-back shows in Fukushima the beginning of May at Dantaku. Why are you, you know, or, or even that uh, that Re- Russell Hino Kuri that they did last year. Like, they're doing that again this year. But, now nah, he just challenged them to the midweek Cork and Dantaku Road 2 show. So, Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> but that was just a little, little happening. <laughs> um, main event though, the Golden Lovers defeat the Young Bucks in like a thirty-five minute Ooh. match. Uh, you know, I don't think Six I've bucks. ever Six felt you, you, you're going the you, you're the you're going the full Meltzer special. Uh, FDM, I'm going the, the, the uh, Alex Mello special. That was a six-star <laughs> match. I didn't know there was a, a tag match to be that. Just the storyline was great. The emotion was wonderful. You know, as as you've been telling me for a year since I've been watching New Japan Straight, is pay attention to detail, to every single thing you see on the screen. Uh, the to the reactions and you know the facial mannerisms from Omega you know in the corner as he's seen his friends get beat by his you know his BFF and you know just everything just was making sense and and the and you know the antagonizing of of the Bucks to Kenny Omega where Kenny Omega was you know I don't want to hurt you where Matt and Nick was like I don't care I'm going to hurt you but still you know and Kenny Omega just like like, you notice that first Nick was a little hesitant, too, whereas yep, Matt yep. was kind of the prick? Yes. It was, oh, it was tremendous. 
But the selling, I mean, was was great. Abushi, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody has seen the videos uh, kind of going around. But, you know, when when they were going for uh, one of their double-team awesome maneuvers, which I'm sure has a crazy-ass name, Slash. Yes. Uh, where I was like, how do you time that first off? Uh, but B, he, he totally missed it. You can kind of see it, uh, you know, kind of uh, during the access broadcast. Um, but, of course, they cut to, to Omega, um, I believe, as well. But, uh, you know, besides that, Abushi was looking good. The, the, the audience was hot. The aura surrounding this, this had big match implications on the line. And as we, you know, we've been saying this past, you know, a couple of shows, especially regarding the WrestleMania, what happened to just a mano a mano, you know, I'm going to beat you up. You say you're better. No, we're the best. And and this match just showed two Titans of the, you know, of, of new Japan and just, just breaking it all over. This was a match I was expecting and hoping to see it all in, but I'm glad that we got to see it early because there's nothing that could, you know, beat this match. I would say, especially in tag wrestling. Um, a couple things I got, I'll say with it is it was a little scary when they went for their, um, Omega goes for the moonsault and Ibushi does the roll through and he headbutted him right in the jaw. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh God, I hope, I hope Ibushi doesn't get knocked out from the earth. Omega doesn't get knocked out from getting headbutted in the chin like that on the roll through. So that scared me a little bit too. Uh, I about had a heart attack when they did the double superplex to Matt and Abushi yeah. had to like stand on the on the post to get balanced. I thought somebody was gonna die. That scared me after that. <laughs> oh, um, you mean where yeah, they almost gave him a front super front superplex yeah. onto the outside? Uh, yeah, like yeah. They, he, he, Jackson would not be here today. Uh, yeah, they were literally state. using their strength to go back. Yeah, that was that was pretty Pretty hard um, to watch. I, I, I've never like had my stomach sink in a wrestling moment ever like that. Like the last time that has ever happened was the Saturday Night's Main Event where Michaels climbs the ladder and just jumps to the floor, but you don't know the Spirit Squad's there, and you're just like, "Oh my God, what are you?" Oh, who? Like that's that's the I. I but I mean, you know, you t- you talk start to finish, and all the seeds they plant. By the end of it, Nick Jackson's like, "Come on, do this, do this," and Matt's like, "I can't, man. I'm hurt. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do that. You know, and he, Matt, what do you want me to do, Nick? You got to get me out of here. You know, I mean, the first off, once again, I'll say this again to anybody who says the Young Bucks are just spot monkeys who don't sell and can't tell a story. No. Stop watching wrestling and don't talk to me." Because you're wasting my time and everyone else. They need to start at Wrestle Kingdom of of this year and watch everything from then to now. You'll understand the Young Bucks have been selling for the last almost four months. Jackson was wearing a weight belt for his back. He's still selling the back injury from January 4th. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, And, you know... There's so many side stories that get told on this. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out losing his mind. Nick Jackson puts his hand on his shoulder and he shoves Nick down. He said he thought it was Omega. Now that seed's planted. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance that Matt Jackson? It's, have you have you seen the last couple being the elites? Uh, I have not. No. Cody's planting the seeds to Nick and Matt Jackson, where you know 
hey, man, you ever thought about going on your own? You're, you know, I, I think he's holding you down with his injury, Nick. And, you know, he's planting the dissension seeds between the two of them, which is tremendous. We see Matt Jackson coming out wearing an identical um, weightlifting belt that Cody Rhodes had on. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. Is it something that he wore and Cody wore because they're aligned? I don't know. Does this mean we get Cody and Matt Jackson against Nick and Kenny at All In? I don't know. Does this mean at All In we get Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson? I don't know. There's so many things that were planted in this match that made the match just remarkably memorable on top of the action. I mean, the action was amazing. And one of the best spots I've seen in years. But I'll say this. They did, they did the Flair Michaels spot better than Flair Michaels at WrestleMania. He looks. He pulls his hair out of his face. Omega won't one-wing angel him. And yep. not to get on this, but how hard is it for Jim Ross to remember the name one-wing angel? He couldn't even say that. <laughs> um, I was yelling at got the Matt screen Ro- like four times last night. <laughs> He's got him in the one way angel. He stops and he won't do it. And Matt just dangling goes, Kenny, just put me out of my misery. And he mm-hmm. kills him with the one wing angel. I stand up and clap going, that match was five stars. And then Nick breaks it up and they go another 10 minutes. Like, I, mean, I couldn't believe it when he broke the pin up. I'm like, oh my God, it's not over? <laughs> I guess it, was, it was tremendous. It was so good. This was this was one of the best tag matches I've ever seen in my entire life. It's this match is going to be on an all timers list of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I would ever like a match more than I liked revival versus DIY in the tags. I thought that was the greatest tag match I've ever seen. And I think, and I think this topped it. I, I don't remember in the last, you know, 10 years ever giving a tag match five stars. The first time I did, well, I, I did it again last night. This was tremendous. This I was don't know. One of my favorites, Trips and uh, Austin on Monday Night Raw against, uh, what was it, Benoit and uh, Jericho? Uh, the, the WrestleMania or post-mania show? Yes. The one where Trip uh, or Trips rips his, uh, his quad. Yeah, yeah. Um a couple of things from some other people. That table spot Jordan said was was tremendous. The the you know when they did more bang for your buck, but he he decided to jump out and go through the table instead mm-hmm. of uh, finishing him off. Uh, the electric chair it was a little crazy. Demetrius said, "Don't forget about um, you know with with scorching moments of the you know with the superplex and the you know and and the such with how nerve wracking that was that they were going to die." Um, Shane and Owens hell in a cell every time that cell would sink when they're walking on it. That was I forgot about that. That time really had me sick to my stomach. Uh, <laughs> God, with this match, just I can't wait to watch it again. Like I can't wait to sit down. I want to watch most of this whole show with Japanese commentary and just hear those guys losing their mind during this match because <laughs> it was it was tremendous, man. I think this is one we watch and talk about again next week, especially when we get like a, a gaggle of guests. But no, this this was a, a fantastic match. I rewound the uh, the, the last like fifteen minutes. Uh, probably I watched it like twice 
last night before I left my cousin was like, I'm sorry, I got to watch that last stretch again. <laughs> I couldn't believe how, like you said, you know, just, you know, from the table spots to the almost death front suplexes. I mean, but, but to me, it was, it was the selling. It was the story uh, that makes this match memorable for me, you know, where you could see Kenny Omega distraught, you know, where it's like, whoa, they're already pulling the strings and they just, you know, are getting started with the golden lovers and they're already, you know, teasing something, you know, what could happen to win. And then me thinking, wow, when they finally do the turn and it's Omega Ubushi at Wrestle Kingdom, not saying 13, not saying 14, but you know, just something there where they have so much just from this storyline uh, or just from the, uh, the golden lovers reuni- reuniting. That's, that's just something that is very exciting. And, and, and it helps you out Ryan, because it elevates, the New Japan heavyweight tag team, uh, you know, yes. uh, teams there. So, I mean, that that's the amazing part that the Golden Lovers let's, bring. Let's not forget to pull, you know, like with, with the emotional card, you know, Matt Jackson before the, before he eats the one-wing angels, the leading on the rope, and Kenny's sitting there like, I want to show mercy. And Abushi's get him! Get him! Abushi's yeah. shooting a gun at Matt Jackson. What are we here for? Get him! And Omega just goes to hell with it and just hits like three V triggers and just murders them. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I oh, I was so excited. Um, we're in overtime. We still got to talk uh, Daniel Bryan here. Uh, let's let's get our last sponsor out the way. Come back, do a little WWE, wrap this show up. Um. Because it's, I mean, even if we don't talk about much about Raw or SmackDown, I think the Daniel Bryan thing is definitely worth talking about, and maybe, maybe another spot of Raw. But uh, yeah, what do you think? You want to, you want to break, hit WWE close out? Yes. Guys, go check out that match, Golden Lovers Young Bucks. It's, it was a, it was a era changing tag match. It was, it was tremendous. I, I can't wait to watch it again. We'll be right back. Last segment of the night, WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah! We got you covered. Yeah! From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this head. 
Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. To marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. Wrestling wow. cast radio back at you. Closing stretch. What happened? No, that that's just so crazy. Like with all the wrestling that New Japan has offered in in the two days this week, um, I thought was kind of a bigger thing. And then you're like, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan came back this week. Like he can wrestle <laughs> in the ring, something we've been wanting for years. But like. When in the beginning of the show, I was like, "Man, New Japan was just so awesome! Like that tag match was a was a classic, instant classic right there." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, Daniel Bryan could have instant classics, uh, you know, starting after Mania when he could go against Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. You know, the list goes on and on. Pretty damn cool to think about." Um, uh, real quick before we move on, Jordan mentioned the Randy Johnson special. We didn't mention that. Uh, the super kick and the feathers. Oh, that's right. The, the <laughs> that was incredible. And Nick Jackson just sat there like a psychopath staring at people while there's feathers floating. I, I couldn't have been any more perfect. My cousin uh, never seen a New Japan show, and he caught the, the end of the uh, the uh, Adam Page-J White match and watched the whole main event. He was a fan, like, right after. He was like, I don't know what I just saw, but all those guys just <laughs> murdered each other. And I just want to see more. So he's the one who will be accompanying to us, uh, with us to Japan. And he also I, says that now he'll probably want to go to to the events as well. <laughs> and that's the one thing too is is all you need is exposure. Do you remember Alex when we went to Dragon Gate? How like I you're like I want to see Daniel Bryan, but I hate Jim wrestling. Like I, I'm not gonna like this. Maybe. Yeah. And. At the end of Naruki Doi and Masato Yoshino against uh, Shima and Ricochet, I just remember you're like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, 
<laughs> I'm mad because Naruki Doi lost, and you're just like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and, then, and then Yamato hugging me, and then we catch Daniel Bryan, and you're like, that just happened right here. I, mean, like, like, I think that was the start of the change, you know, like, me, you on and it's it's because it was it, you just need to expose people. Look at Jordan when he came over from Wrestle Kingdom. He had never seen yeah. any of this stuff. He saw bits and pieces from what I had sent him. You know, to watch on YouTube. And by the end of it, he's like, he, well, Osprey, he like, ordered Direct TV just to get this special. <laughs> he he went way above and beyond. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, he leaves and he's texting the group. Osprey's my guy. Abushi's yeah. my guy. Like, and that's that's literally what it is. And there's something for everybody. You know, my buddy Doof was over for it, and. He came away going, well, not only was that the best wrestling I've ever seen, I want to see more of that Azuka guy who was terrorizing the fans with a claw. Like, that's what he came That's not for everybody, but I'll tell you what, when he came, he walked out of there going, man, I want, to, I want to see that guy with the claw that was just terrorizing the fans like Tokyo. I mean, it was like, it's something you and me for both, everybody. Doof. You and me both. You just need to get the exposure out there. Um, so, real quick, let, let's just run through Raw real fast so we can get to the Daniel Bryan thing. Um, oh, it starts off with a bang. One of the best love, openers I've, I've, see, I've seen in a while. My gosh. I, I thought for the first time in I don't know how long, Roman Reigns came off was like a, a not a yeah. dwarf. Yes. Who's like, like, I ain't going nowhere. Fine, you want to... First off, also, who called the U.S. Marshals? It took U.S. Marshals to subdue, you know... Who was but, uh, reading they, the Miranda rights via a flip phone, by the way? Yeah. Really like a business... Like, what is going on? And Reigns is like, are you kidding me? He's like, I man, they hand him, and he's like, don't ever touch me again. He touches him again. He starts throwing elbows, and the second he just stands there, Lesnar's music hits, and the guy who's never going to be there uh. shows... Time and just like that, I went. I care about this match now. It, I, yeah. I after it went prolonged for another ten fantastic minutes, I said, "Oh, I'm all in for for this WrestleMania match. They don't have to do anything for the next two weeks. They they sold me just with with that opener. <laughs> Amazing. If you if you keep them off of TV with Lesnar selling the the I don't have to be here approach and Reigns yeah. selling the and you just have them on the go-home show not doing a belt talk war and you focus on your other angles, my, you did you did what you could never do. They're finally, <laughs> finally getting Roman over. And I literally think when he said Vince and not Mr. McMahon treating him as the human being as opposed to the character, I think that completely flipped every script on Roman, and I think it started working. And this this was tremendous. This was tremendous. How um, after Lesnar decimated Roman and goes to the back and they put him on a gurney, they play Lesnar's music again. Like they continued this awesome segment. Play his music out again. It comes down, throws him off, flips him over on the gurney, beats him down some more. It was it was wonderful. Uh, I, I, I can't wait for this mania match now. That's that's for sure. I still don't think it's a main event. Because Lesnar didn't tip it over the first time, 
Snowy got pissed off Lesnar, who looked bad. Snowy really flipped that thing over where they had to, like, mute the silence because somebody was cursing because they weren't happy. But I'm like, oh, God, he didn't tip it over. Now he's going to really tip it over. And, oh, boy. It looked uh, like Big Show. Right- it was great. Like- it was great. <laughs> and it's the music again. <laughs> Taunting like Roman how- Reigns, who's strapped down. Strapped down. Then, but he deserves he- that for getting cheap, uh, for getting a cheap pop. Then when he leaves the first time, he stops. He's like, nah, I'm not done. Takes his shirt off and runs back in there. (laughs) That was was great. I love it. Asuka beats Bliss. Nia Jax did the the chase segment. I love that she got a hold of her but didn't do enough to her. Mm -hmm. Um, She murders Mickey, but uh, Bliss gets So that was cool. Yeah. Braun Cesaro was... I went two and three quarters on Braun Cesaro. I liked it. Good match. Even better opening promo from Braun Strowman. Uh, Again, this guy is the total package. If this guy was around in the 80s and 90s uh, when Vince McMahon really loved the big men, um, do you think he would, would have been bigger than Hogan because A, he could talk, but B, he could actually work and wrestle? You think I he think would have made I, a dent? No, he well, he would have made a vented, but he would have been the guy jobbing to Hogan. This would have been the oh my god, this guy's really gonna help me make Hogan pose type guy. But, but then you turn him. <laughs> but then you could turn him face, like because again, this guy's likable and could be a total jerk store. So I mean, like that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like this guy, do you think he would have drew money, or do you think he just would have been you know another Mantar ahead of his I time? Don't. It's it's hard to say because hmm, I don't know. I think that's a, I I let me let me come back next week with a rebuttal on that one because I really got to think about that. That's a really good one. Uh, revival that promo had me laughing, and I, he's right. I was like, wow, maybe he could beat the bar by himself. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it, the confidence is there. He's there. Just give the man the title already. Yeah, he's. I, I'm really, I'm really weary about what they'll do with this, but you know, it remains to be seen, I guess. At least he's on the card. That's all that counts. Agreed. Uh, what do you think about the revival after beating Titus worldwide saying that they're going to be the first tag team to win the Andre battle Royal. I hope it comes true. <laughs> um, what I'm nervous is they do do it. And then one of them dumps the partner and then they break him up and feud him. No. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I know. I know. know. Um, Then we had uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville beat Sasha Banks and Bayley. What do you think of this, Bayley? I can't forgive you for what you did in a match where anything goes and there's no teams. You know what, though? You could bag that concept, but just like Roman Reigns to start off the show, this was the first time where I thought Bayley actually connected to the audience. Uh, since she came up with the main roster. She wasn't all about the hug life here. She was like, hey, man, the way you took me out, like, that that kind of, you know, that, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> good. You know, like, I, I thought Aside she came off really good. Aside from, you know, just throwing the other side, I'm with you. I agree 100%. I like the segment. This was, I mean, this raw continued to flow and work well. I loved it. Yeah. And again, um, I was like, I want to see – this match now, you know, which we all, we obviously already did, but I like the way this Bailey is. It doesn't have to be 
you know, hugs all the time. If she could be like this and be like, hey, I know I can beat you. A little bit more confident Bailey, you know, as, as we saw. That's something that I think this character needs instead of your, you know, heel turn, if you will. At least not right away. The only thing that disappointed me out of this is they both said, you know, I'm going to win the Women's Battle Royal, meaning they're not wrestling at Mania. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Damn it. That's kind of bummed me out, but whatever. It is what it is. Look, not everybody gets a spot in these matches. That's why you're putting another Battle Royal on. I'm glad. Look, if you're not going to shoehorn multi-women matches and just have these title matches be one-on-one, Sasha Bailey, you guys can wrestle at No Mercy or Extreme Rules or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, Club beat the Miz Tourage. I went three stars on this match. I really like this match. Uh, I, I I still stand here and say Carl Anderson is one of the top five guys in this company. And I, I just yeah. wish somebody would see what I see. Or maybe I'm just biased because I really like him. I don't know. One of the two. But No, Club is great. I mean, I, I love the OG BC shirts uh, yeah. representing there on a raw. Those look really sharp. Um, a little nod, especially with New Japan making their, uh, you know, their their second trek into the U.S. What, uh, six days after. Uh, so that was that was nice there. Um, timing is everything, especially with the WWE. But uh, no, this was a fun match. Uh, you know, I I'm fine with uh, with the Mistarage. I think it's a functional unit. It'll be interesting, you know, if if they bring in an Elias character, if you will, to maybe shift one of them out. Uh, but uh, yeah, fun match. Finn Balor. I, I can't wait for this match at Mania. This triple threat really is high on my radar. This card, again, on paper, when I look at it more and more, yes, an obscene amount of matches, but every match, I'm like, if they're given a proper time, which with the rumored time of six and a half hours, we might as well get good time, uh, could be damn good. This could be a redemption for the last couple of Manias. This Raw made me a lot more excited for the matches that Raw is bringing to the table at Mania. Mm-hmm. They they finally sold me on WrestleMania on this this Raw. Agreed. Really Agreed. Um, main event. Uh, my rating is is three question marks because I really don't know how to rate this. Uh, Matt Hardy defeats Bray Wyatt. It's ultimate deletion. <laughs> Um, they they had subtitles on to tell you the different locations that they were going to, but that was a little interesting. Uh, you think I Michael loved... Cole burying the segment uh, oh. do anything for the audience? See, right before that's they one of those, That's one of those things where somebody needs to say something. To him. I, I understand he's trying to be funny and you know make his own. Ah, I'm going to take my stand on this, but that's one of those things where if I'm Vince McMahon. You know, I'd be like, dude, you, you can't do that, man. If you do that again, but it's something that would have been fun. to flop. I mean, he, yeah. Vince McMahon and had no, he had nothing for that match. He, he was just that's like, what whatever. That's what scares me is, did Vince McMahon feed him that line? Ooh, possibly. Um, it's, I mean, it sounds like the numbers are okay and people didn't hate it. It kept I don't three know million viewers be- into that segment. That's Did most it? than more Raws in that segment. Yeah, yeah so that, it worked. That, that probably carried. Um, the and it was so hokey. It was kind of funny. Like when he kept hiding behind the the boards and Bray Wyatt no. kept swinging. Nope. The, you didn't. You didn't like that. Nope. Um, what about I, when I'm he didn't 50, know? Fifty on this. It it just seemed like a rehash of the TNA one. 
but like stripped down. Like it was just they were like whatever. Like the big gimmick was that Scooby Doo spot. Like to, to be fair, the, he uh, he did threaten to run him over with a lawnmower. Yes, yes. He's like, do but I there use was these no ra- random. Ra- there was no random wrestling. There was no Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Jim Cornette Express, what have you. <laughs> Uh, There's thirty guys in that match. The first one was that, and Jeff didn't have that. To be fair, yeah, we we no, did but, we but, did Jeff after the answers that we were wondering. Yep. Um, I don't know. Wait, keep going with your point, then I'm going to tell you what I thought about the finish on it. And it was I. The Laker of reincarnation, I was expecting a little bit more, but I like how the ways are going with Bray Wyatt. Um, overall, I did watch it again. I enjoyed it the second time around. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they go with Matt Hardy. Hell, with Jeff Hardy uh, after, after this, uh, if he's going to be Brother Nero or not, or the, if there was just a one-off. Uh, but watching it again, it was a very fun segment. Uh, and it, again, it'll be interesting to see where they go with Bray Wyatt in this. I'm still hoping for a Husky Harris, uh, but let's be real. We're, we're probably not going to get that. I um, I will say I liked the finish. I thought it was really clever with Senior Benjamin under the boat, and then he threw him the world or the globe, and they started yep, singing yep. to him. I that was kind of cool. And uh, the but that was the worst twist of fate I have ever seen in my life. Oh my god! I was like, please God, tell me that he he kicks out. And he didn't kick out. I said, damn it, <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. But I don't know it. Look, from from what I've heard, a lot of people in the company think that Bray Wyatt's characters run its course, and that's why they did it. Is they're going to repackage him? We'll see what happens. It intrigues me with what this affects WrestleMania with him being so close to Mania. Somebody said, watch him come back as Sister Abigail, and I got really mad because I could see that happening. <laughs> I still think there's a slight chance that he goes with the Hardys like I thought as a six-man or a six-man tag team. I still think that's got a shot. Um, I don't know what they would do with him, but I don't know. Um, let's, what? Let's go... <laughs> I don't know. I, that that would just be interesting. I I, I think it needs a revamping. Um, but the problem is, is when you have Bray Wyatt and he's supposed to be the eater of worlds, a leader, give him people to lead. That's yeah. like my big problem with him. Give him someone. Get hell. Give him a manager. Give him a sister Abigail. For God's sakes, it's that. That's the most upsetting thing about him. Then he could lead his his flock you know, uh, to battle sanity at next year's WrestleMania, you know, or, or at, at TLC or something like that. So uh, that, that's the problem with that character. Give him some people. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. I, I, somebody said Matt Hardy may have mind control now over Bray Wyatt. No. Uh, anything else on Raw? Or can we move to SmackDown? Uh, no, but but Roman Reigns, wow! Again, kudos to uh, to whoever produced that segment because that was amazing. To see Real quick, going over, going over these results because the results really didn't affect much of anything that we can talk about. The big thing, um, uh, Baron Corbin beat the ten man. I want a star and a half on that. Becky Lynch and Naomi beat uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. I went one star. I thought it was terrible. Um, 
Charlotte beat Natty. I went two and three quarters. Pretty good match. Luke Harper beats Jimmy Uso. Went two and a quarter. Uh, Nakamura beat Rusev. Went two and a quarter. Wasn't as good as their pay-per-view match, but obviously being a TV match, it wasn't going to get that way. Um, no real stories escalated aside from the the, the main point that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Before we get yeah. that, any other anything on SmackDown you want to talk about before we get to Daniel Bryan? No, and and. Daniel Bryan should and, and, you know, obviously was the focal point of Tuesday night. There's nothing else you, you're going to further, you know, storyline-wise there. So, yeah, let's let's get to the man of of the, the hour. Um, obviously, Daniel Bryan comes back. He fires Zayn and Owens. Um, the attack ensues. He hits all his crazy drop kicks, all his old spots. He takes a powerbomb in the apron. Uh, you know, and it was it was cool seeing Zayn like unhappily like him hitting with a haluva kick. Like they didn't want to do it, but they had to do mm-hmm. it. They felt kind of thing. So good spot. Assuming this plays up to Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon against those two at Mania. The big picture here. I want to know your thoughts before I go into mine because I think mine might take a little bit of a left field turn from what yours may be. But I want to. We'll see. Uh, Dana Bryan's back. What did you think overall? You excited? You happy? What did you think of this? Yeah, no, I I thought this was great. I mean, it furthered whatever they're going to go, especially with this Shane McMahon miraculous recovery in about two weeks if they do decide to tag to battle against uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, The opening was was great. I mean, I thankfully had tissues near me because it was such a great real moment uh, you know, that, that he shared, you know, the people that he thanked. Um, and just, again, realizing, wow, we get to see Daniel Bryan, you know, you know, be in the ring with so many countless competitors, you know, where now the dream matches can finally, finally come true. It won't be a character you have to unlock on WWE, uh, WWE <laughs> 2K19, that's for sure. Uh, but, um, no, it was great. I loved the segment. I liked how he was getting heated with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, and I loved how he said, hey, I, you guys know I respect the hell out of you. And no one, you know, can disagree that you guys, you know, have helped shape this era of wrestling, you know, especially, which is damn true, their time in Ring of Honor. Um, and, and so I thought that was great. That, that brought that personable level, that history to the casual WWE audience to make them realize why this is a big deal to you and I to see these three in the ring and then now potentially battle. Um, and then seeing Daniel Bryan give the yes kicks, you know, kind of, you know, do the, uh, the, the running drop kicks. Uh, to me, it wasn't hard to, to watch because I was like, hey, he's done the test. He knows what he's doing. He, he's got to get, you know, sink or swim, if you will. You know, you got to get back on on the horse or whatever other cliche you want to say. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the power bomb was a little, you know, ooh, you know, it was a little uh, clenching, but I think that's the point they're trying to drive. You know, they're trying to take him out right as he gets back in, and I thought it was a great segment. It builds for that medium match, whatever it may be, again, depending on uh, Shane McMahon's miraculous recovery from <laughs> uh, an illness that took out the beast Brock Lesnar out of <laughs> MMA for many, many years. Um, I'll say this too, definitely elaborating with, with what you said about the bumps that he took. They did nothing to cringeworthy for me. I didn't, excuse me, didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, well, and on top of that too, like 
he, you know, if, if you're cleared, that means you can do everything. You're, we're not just going to clear you to take, you know, back bumps and maybe a couple, you know, bumps like this, but you can't, you know, you can't take like, no, it doesn't work that way. There's people on Twitter who were saying, Oh, I paused it and got a little nauseous when Daniel Bryan looked like he landed on his head on one of the drop kicks. He's fine. He's done it a hundred times. He's been cleared to do it. So he's going to do it a hundred more times. It's, People people are blown out of proportion. Somebody on Twitter said, you know, if you notice, Sami Zayn kind of turned his kick a little bit farther to the side to try to not hit him right as hard as he could in the head. Sami Zayn's yeah. not trying to kill anybody anyway, so I don't know why people are going to... I hope this doesn't become a... Every time he takes a bump, people analyze it going, oh, man, they did this differently to protect him. Nobody's protecting They're doing everything the same. So I just want to squash that right now before people start going off on those tangents that I've already seen. With that being said, I hope in September he still leaves the company. I don't want him to stay in WWE. And I know some people might not like that I said that, and some people don't agree with it. But, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff. You know, you you said it, Alex. Other people I know have said it. You know, I think Demetrius might have said it. You know, I've talked to some other people. We're going to get this, and we're going to get this, and we're going to get this. And, you know, this. I can't wait to go see him wrestle Johnny Gargano or go to 205 Live and wrestle this guy. Or I can't wait for him to wrestle AJ Styles. And I can't wrestle. Here's the thing is, he's not going to. I don't think we're going to get all these dream matches everybody expects. Don't be surprised, people, when at SummerSlam he's wrestling Shane McMahon. And we don't get these special matches that everybody wants. And that's why I don't, I still, I want him to leave. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's going to be a big match situation, man, is him wrestling Shane McMahon. You know, they see that as dollars, not him and Nakamura. And that's why it, that's why it, it sucks to say I want him to leave, but you know, all these crazy matches we're talking about, he's never going to wrestle Finn Balor. Not until 2020. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, but you know it what I mean? It kind of like, depends, too, you know, on how much they want him to work. I know it's been said, you know, as as much as he wants. But, you know, it, I, I think, you know, on, on the indie scene or, you know, if he does something similar to Co- what Cody Rhodes has done, you know, I, I could see that being, you know, a bigger skyrocket, if you will, for the indie industry. That will make it seem like there is finally competition, um, you know, for the WWE if he does make that leap. And, and look, I hope we get Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Roderick Strong, Daniel Bryan, and Johnny Gargano. You know, uh, he, he does a special match with Chris Hero again. You know, like... I hope all these things happen. I, I want the optimism that everybody has. I really do. I want to see all this happen. I would love to see him in a program with Rusev. I would love to see him wrestle Cesaro again. But when you really think about it, man, the WWE puts the McMahon in all their big situations. And with the way he's feuding with Daniel or with Shane McMahon as it is right now, I, I feel like that's his program next. And you know now he and goes fine, because it's been planted New Japan style for the last what seven eight months. And, so and it's you're right, that and it's a great story. 
and it's a great story, and I, I do hope it, you know, I, I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't, you know, or he's going to, you know, this is, this so isn't meant to be about because what show it's on, meaning like a pay-per-view, you know, if it's on a Capital Punishment or a Survivor Series, do you think that makes the match more than the match itself? No, I just... Because I'm fine getting Danielson and Shinsuke at, at TLC or something like I, that, I, you know. I just don't know if it happens. Like, I... And, and this is this is going to come off bad because it's somebody that we praise, but I see him getting put into a program with Braun Strowman getting thrown around for six months like he did with Kane. No, then no. he's getting to work a guy like... A program with Nakamura. I really do. I just... To me, until WWE can prove me wrong with how they book things, I don't see him doing anything that's going to be altering of the company. I don't see but him with, doing anything where we go, "Oh my God, I'm so glad he's cleared because he's going to do a program with this guy." I just don't see maybe, that. How do you not see him helping build? How do you not know in that Braun Strowman feud? You know, he doesn't help elevate Strowman. You know, he, he doesn't help him in the... That's what I'm saying. So, who, who do you think another wrestler could benefit from, a, you know, a feud with Daniel Bryan? Don't you think he'll at least help with in that capacity? I, I feel like they would see more money putting Daniel Bryan in a program again with Randy Orton before Finn <laughs> Balor. What? No. Yuck. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying... You know, no. I, 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 until... WWE can prove me wrong. I am, I, I'm gonna believe what I believe, because you know when they when they bring up Shinsuke Nakamura and he goes into a program jobbing to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. And I and I hope I'm wrong with this. They're gonna milk. They're gonna milk this. They have to. I, I, I just want people to realize that this isn't going to be the Shawn Michaels return with Daniel Bryan, where we got Shawn Michaels versus Angle and Jericho and I don't, th- and Ben Raw and stuff. I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's going to be that kind of a renaissance. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope to God I'm wrong. And this is one I really truly say, please tell me I'm wrong. But I tell you what, if, if he goes into SummerSlam and he's not doing anything of any, any sort of importance, not wrestling anything that's too crazy and just in these boring McMahon feuds, dude, just walk, just walk. Go, go, freaking wrestle Kenny Omega in the Tokyo Dome. Damn, he won't be available for uh, Chicago, right? Oh, he won't. But, oh. dude, go give me Daniel Bryan Tetsuya Naito at the Tokyo Dome. Give, oh. give, Alex, give me in the fourth from the top. Give me Daniel Bryan Danielson against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm just saying. But I hope I'm wrong and I hope it works. But, you know, how convenient was it is, you know, they're a publicly traded company and they they wanted to prove to everybody that this, you know, that they take seriously the way that they protect their wrestlers. I I feel like he was a pawn that was being used. And, you know, I looked after, after they cleared him. That doctor who cleared him, the WWE doctor, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. People can Google it themselves. But this dude has said people are cleared or not cleared for some supposed pretty big checks. So this dude kind of seems like he's a load of he doesn't he's a load of crap. That he is not 
greatest doctor. And, you know, if I'm Daniel Bryan, oh, conveniently I'm being brought back now for a WrestleMania angle and right before, six months before I'm going to leave. In New Orleans. He's where it all happened, where it started. He's got to, deep down, he's got to feel a little slighted that he, like, oh, now you want to clear me even though 48 people have cleared me. And then you threw these doctors at me, and then they cleared me. So you had, like, I don't know. I just, it, it always was a little dirty to me. I always felt like he could, he should have been back. And I don't know. I just, I don't want to have sour grapes about this because I love watching him come back. I love watching him take the bumps. I cannot wait for him to wrestle Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania in this match. I just, I have a guard up because I've been burned by this bridge too many times. <laughs> Trust me, it's not going to be him losing uh, in 18 seconds against uh, Sheamus. It's not going to be that. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, you guys got a show Wednesday coming up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, uh, Pop Culture is this, uh, this Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're talking a little uh, Pacific Rim 2. Uh, electric Boogaloo. Um, also talking some uh, Santa Clarita Diet, some Wild Wild Country, a fantastic Netflix documentary. Definitely recommend that. A uh, little piece of American history uh, from the 80s there uh, that's very uh, viable to today. Um, also get into some musical mischief and see who knocked out the king from the box office. Uh, also give our little uh, preview of the uh, little early summer preview. What we have our, our top six uh, pre-summer summer preview this Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the pop culture. Are you guys going to talk about uh, the new AMC show, The Terror? The what? Terror. The Terrier. The Terrier Pigeon. I don't know. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you sticking with us, as always. We love you guys. <laughs> Have a great show. Uh, tomorrow night, we uh, Sportscast Radio, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Got to talk tournament. Um, I don't know. Maybe, baseball maybe preview? Yes, yes. Baseball starts on Thursday. Thursday's going to be dope. 11.30, we got the Cubs. 2.30, we got the Twins. And then 6 o'clock, the Dodgers. They're all perfectly lined up where I can sit for nine hours and watch baseball. I mean, I eat so many hot dogs and drink so much beer and be so American. I can't wait to do it on Thursday. <laughs> it's going to be tight. So we got all that. We have a guest to um, uh, her. I can't remember her name, uh, so I don't want to butcher it. Um, but we'll have it on the, the preview. Uh, she is the captain of the Minnesota Roller Derby team, and they're in the championship this weekend. So uh, she may be coming on talking some roller girls, which is awesome to watch if you haven't, because they just beat the crap out of each other on roller skates. Tremendous. <laughs> so we got some roller derby. We got a whole ton of fun. Thank you all for sticking with us. Alex, any last words? Uh, go Braun Strowman. Go. I like that. And uh, I'll leave you with this. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, with the, the go-home editions leading to, I don't know, we might give you, you might get like 10 shows next week, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens depending on score Genesis next Monday. With that being said, Zach Saber Jr., take us out. Why not, Doug? Who's trying to keep now, dickhead?
using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags, always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. 